Hello, all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. I've watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling, and I find myself chained to my seat. I uh, I woke up in a dark room, um, and then a, and then a light clicked on, and there was Austin staring down at me, and I was yeah. chained to my seat and he yes. said uh you're gonna learn today uh yes David, so... are, are you ready to decay decay no. decay uh, <laughs> yeah this is welcome to austin's self-indulgent episode of the noobs and knockouts podcast back on his bullshit tm i am because this if if you're watching the video version of the podcast on YouTube, which you should, um, Always. You, will, you will see that I am wearing a Rosemary shirt because this I'm episode- I'm wearing a general creepy skull shirt. Yeah. This episode is all about, we're doing a deep, we're doing a showcase for Rosemary today. Austin's been on a bit of a, bit of a kick recently, I've, I've noticed, so- so kick us off, my friend. What what is it that that made you decide that this was going to happen? What what is the impetus for 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 us sure. coming to this episode? Well, it all started about a month ago with uh, uh, when I went to against all odds. Uh, I talked mm. about it a little bit. If if you if you sat through to the end of our podcasts when we do oh, the boy. plugs and, and Twitter shit, uh, I talked about effort. It's true. I don't even listen to that part. Um, <laughs> but if I talked about how I went to Impact Against All Odds because it was a show happening in Columbus. Uh, you know, da David is a purely AEW household. He, you know, he keeps up, you know, uh, casually with the rest of the wrestling world and the way you do. Yeah, you know, I keep, I keep tabs. Once in a while, when I'll go see DC Dub if they're in Detroit, you know. Right. When you're active on wrestling social media, the kind of things you just pick up happening. Um, yeah, absolutely. But and for me, I love AEW, but Impact is my shit. Uh, most, it's it's very much for you, yeah. 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 So, and so I was super excited to go to the show. Uh, and my all, one, uh, I guess I need to circle back a little bit to say that like if there's one gimmick in wrestling that like gets me going that i will almost mm. certainly give at least some degree of time to it's mm. weird supernatural spoopy shit um oh, fuck yeah. i don't know what it is because i hate horror as i hate horror huh. the horror genre not a fan at all i don't watch horror movies or anything like that i just so I, I don't really know like what it is why but like the undertaker was my og favorite wrestler and still i would put him pretty high up all, on an all-time list here yeah, uh you know i loved bray wyatt as this until mm. until honestly he lost me with his most recent comeback was when I was like, okay, this is, I feel like you're getting even a little too lost in the sauce for me. Um, Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, I love the House of Black uh, yeah. on AEW. We do love some House of Black. 
you know, it's been a long time since they've been on TV, but the living dead girl Abaddon on AEW. Oh, big fan we, we miss Abaddon. Zombies. We do. Um, and, but on Impact has since 2016 been my crown jewel of, sp- of favorite spooky gimmicks, Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so to tie on back to me going to Against All Odds. Now, I understood that as of about two months ago, they started running an angle where Rosemary went back to her non-demon persona, uh, Courtney Rush. Uh, and I was hmm. I accepted that and was excited to see her anyway. They did a meet and greet the yeah. before uh, the TV tapings for After Against All Odds. But... They, her and her tag partner Havoc, uh, aka the Death Dolls, didn't wrestle at all. They didn't appear on the show at all. They just did the meet and greet, and that was it. And that made me sad. And so I was like, "Guess what? On the podcast, when we are gonna soon do an episode all about Rosemary." So and so he decided to take it out on me. I don't think what take it out on you implies that you're not going to enjoy it at all. I abusive relationship. Uh, I I feel I feel coerced. I feel I feel mistreated. Uh, I demand my my rights and my autonomy. That's interesting. Uh, denied. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we we hear your pleas and we say fuck you. <laughs> After careful consideration, nothing is changing. Wait a minute. Ah, uh, shit. I tried. See, this is what I this is what I go through, people. Terrible communication skills. God damn it. Somebody Any, help me. Anyway. So time <laughs> to give a little character backstory on Rosemary. Uh, uh-huh. so before she was Rosemary, she actually had Courtney Rush actually had a pretty promising, a pretty, a pretty decent career on the indies as Courtney Rush. Uh, you know, not necessarily like top, top indie women's wrestler, but pretty high up there. Well, a well-known name. She won titles pretty much anywhere she worked on the indies. Um, I don't know a ton about her character or anything in the time. It's, it's tough. It's, you know, it's not always easy to find 2000s indies information. Uh, But she signed to Impact in January of 2016, and they completely repackaged her as the demon assassin, Rosemary. Okay. Wait, so she came in as Rosemary? Yes. I think she might have worked a couple of one-off appearances before as, like, Courtney Rush. But Mm -hmm. she never had any sort of major on-screen presence as that, under that name. Like it was, she came in straight in as Rosemary. Um, And Rosemary was the manager, valet, main speaker person for Decay, uh, consisting of Crazy Steve, who had also not really had much of a feature on Impact before this point, and the Monster Abyss, who is one of TNA's longest running you know, loyalist soldiers at this point. Yeah, wait. Wasn't Abyss on the one on the fucking Christmas episode we watched? Yeah. He, had yeah. The, he was in the monster hardcore fight with That with was not Black really Rain hardcore and, enough. 
with oh. Black Rain and, and Relic. Ah, uh, yes. He was the one who took a took a lot of the bumps because he's because he's because he, he's, he's able of, to. Yeah, but yeah. this was a big career. This is kind of a big career uh, revival for Abyss because oh. TNA. TNA, because Abyss was an ultimate company man, always willing to kind of go along with anything, also yeah. wasn't well protected as like a monster that should be th that is threatening on Impact. That's um stupid. I mean the word. I mean the absolute bottom tier pits of it was when Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff came in, and oh boy, uh, did they kill? Oh his well, yeah. Well, that's they made that's him. The they ultimate. made him. They made him a simpering little bitch who worshipped Hulk Hogan and like Hulk Hogan gifted him his WWE oh, Hall of Fame ring <laughs> as like dumb as like the feather that helps Dumbo fly. Oh my god. Oh that's that's depressing and deeply maddening. It is. Now sometimes the comedy was fun like in 2012ish they did a gimmick where he he his brother Joseph Parks who was a mild-mannered meek attorney figure in the company would show up but then anytime he saw blood something switched and he became abyss again and he didn't even seem to recognize his own split personality. Uh, oh, that's cute. But in general, you know, the Abyss had lost a lot of steam by 2016, Oof. and Decay was a big revival point for him. Well, that's nice. Uh, but basically, these were just, like, kind of crazy people. They spoke of, of being the cockroaches of the world and the dar of darkness and decay, and they wished to bring everyone else, like, bring that decay to everyone else. Um... The thing about Decay is that their run actually is really, really short. Um, really? Yeah. So they come in in January. In like April, they win the tag titles. And they have about a six-month run with the tag titles. Their biggest storyline is with the Hardys, which I will get to them uh, later. Uh, but they do a whole bit with the Hardys of like trying to kidnap Maxel heart matt's son maxel and like brainwash him and they oh. do a bunch of cinematic crazy bullshit but eventually the hardys win the titles off of them and after that decay just become jobbers they just lose and lose and lose and lose damn it yeah and then crazy steve quits in april of 2017 and the team is over and then they come back in twenty one in twenty twenty one with Crazy Steve and a uh, Black Tarus, who is a luchador whose gimmick is is a bull. Um, no, just just a bull, uh, not not a even bull a bull dude. man, just a bull. I mean, he doesn't talk, so you can assume he's also just a bull. Ah, I see the luchasaurus type. Yes, yes. Uh, but they get back together with Rosemary, and they have an okay run at this point, and then. And what both times Decay starts falling apart is what is when Rosemary starts breaking off to do her own thing in the knockouts division. When it's just Decay, job, 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 job. So basically Rosemary's treated like a really marketable star and her cohorts are not. Not so, no. Oh, in no. fact, I saw Decay 
on at Against All Odds TV tapings. And that was really cool to get to see their entrance and their song and all that. But they jobbed in three minutes to the tag no. champs. <laughs> nah. Uh, who were who were the tag champs at that point? Uh, Chris Chris Bay and Ace Austin, ABC of the Bullet Club. So oh, nice. But any but so Rosemary, um, her character technically has two different origin stories, uh, because obviously there's the Impact version, but also she tied in her indie her ongoing indie storylines yes. to Rosemary. Um. Wait, would she like still go work indeed as yeah, man? Yeah, well, she started working. Well, she started working indies as Rosemary, not oh, interesting. But but on Impact, it it, she has this like weird cryptic promo that's about like that's basically like young girl losing her innocence and implied trauma and all and like unsettled like creepy unsettling implications but nothing direct or specific about the origin yes. of how rosemary came to inhabit the body of this woman um to, whereas on the indies it's a lot more personal she was in a courtney russ was in a long-running feud with cherry bomb who uh you would probably know better as ally the bunny um oh, oh shit and Cherry Bomb was a vicious heel. And yeah, oh yeah, classic mistake getting into any kind yeah. of feud with the bunny because she will she will just kill you. Yeah, so the so the storyline they ran on the indies was is that is that Cherry Bomb beat down Courtney Rush so bad that Courtney Rush, in a moment of weakness, made a deal with a demon in order to get stronger and, and fight back against cherry bomb. And they start doing a lot of like horror movie monster shit where she like stalks and hunts cherry bomb and uh, cherry bomb becomes the slayer. And yes, she does come out to the Buffy, the vampire slayer. Theme oh my song God. And it's like, determined to slay the demon. Oh, so now I see why you love bunny so much. Bunny is also Cherry Bomb. Bunny is also fantastic. Um, yes, they Rosemary and Allie will actually become best of friends on Impact, but that is for later. <laughs> Another time, yes. Yeah. So on Impact, uh, let's now that we got a, a basic kind of career trajectory of Rosemary, who she is, how she got to here. Where are we doing now? Is on this episode in the main event is a six sides of steel match for the vacant knockouts championship jade who you would know better as mia yim and oh, rosemary hey. in for the knockouts title in a cage wait wait hold up uh why is the knockouts title vacant okay i'll go now i shall get to that part is oh. basically at bound for glory gail kim was inducted into the tna hall of fame uh it's a thing that tna has it's only like one person a year they do it every year at around bound for glory season if not at bound for glory itself but they induct gail kim she has a big great ceremony and that same night she beats maria Canellis to become the knockouts champion for a for a record tying sixth time Unfortunately, after a hardcore rematch with Maria, she had to vacate it due to a back injury. Um, so the title is now vacated, 
And the story they're telling is that Jade is Gale's chosen one. Gale sees Jade as the future of this division. And when I look at you, I see a young Gale Kim. And, and Rosemary's like, fuck that shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill your chosen favorite, Gale. What what's is is Rosemary like face heel? What's the alignment going on it's, here? Because he, Rosemary's heel, Decay are heel. Okay, because will what? turn babyface soon enough because she is popular and cool, but she is a heel. Because I do because I do remember like when last we were in TNA, Gail Kim was like the most over female in the entire company, aside from like maybe Awesome Kong. Still true. Gail Kim is still the ultimate baby face of the TNA knockouts. And so oh, by default, Jade shit. is also a is also a baby face. She hasn't been on TV a whole lot. There's not much to say about her character besides generic baby face. But that is the story that they're running is Rosemary wants to uh, push back against this chosen, this almost chosen one prophecy of like, the belt's gonna go from Gail Kim to Jade. She's like, no, no, no. I'm gonna decay this whole fucking division, is what I'm gonna do. Pull <laughs> decay all over your fucking face, Jade. Yeah. They did a run in like Gail Rosemary and Decay beat down Gail Kim and Jade in ring in an in-ring segment. Mm. Uh Decay are basically just like cheerleaders for Rosemary right now. They're not winning matches or doing anything of importance. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they are mostly losing in six-man tags in the X division, and I will get to that when I talk more about what the X division's up to right now. Oh boy! But that's the main event of the show: is Jade versus okay. Rosemary for the Knockouts title. Uh, other titles: the World Title. Let's talk about the World Title. I already know it doesn't have a super big importance on this show because they want to hype up all the other titles on the show i believe every other title has a title match on this show oh shit um but the world champion after bound for glory was bobby lashley oh hey lashley is having uh, a hell of a run in tna as their dominant heel force like force of nature at one point, he won all three singles male titles in the company at the same time. Puck? Yeah, at one point, he was the knockout, the Impact World title, the X Division champion, and the King of the Mountain champion all at once. Oh, God. I thought I thought for a second you were saying knockout. I was like, I'm no, sorry, no, what? I, I said that wrong. Okay. Uh, the three singles males championships. Uh, Can but Lashley do flippy shit for X Division? Well, it's not about it's it's not about weight limits, David. It's about no limits. And so, if Bobby Lashley wants uh, to do X Division, there you go. Well, no, I mean, I I I I have no doubt with anyone of any size doing X Division stuff. I just, you know, if you're going to be X Division champ, you got to do a little bit flippity do, you know. Well, he quickly kind of vacated the X Division title and merged uh, together the World and the King of the Mountain title, so it's only so he only has the one belt. Um uh. But for a while there, he had all the belts um, for about like a month. Um, so he come, but he comes into Bound for Glory. He walks out as the champion. And so the next night on Impact, 
Billy Corgan, who is both kayfabe and in real life at this point, the president of Impact Wrestling, Billy oh, no. Smashing Pumpkins, currently pr- currently IRL president of NWA. That's going great. Oh, oh, hey, that piece of shit. Yeah, this is back when everyone thought he was a brilliant booker who could really turn Impact around. Oh no! And then Thanks he said, that. "I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the NWA and make Tyrus my forever champion." Thankfully, nobody in in TNA at this point in time regularly features on Fox News, so the booking isn't weird. Um, yeah. But he basically gives Bobby Lashley because he's the champion. He's like, "I want you to defend the belt tonight, but because you're such a dominant great champion i'll let you have a choice and he can choose between moose uh ec3 and eddie edwards and bobby lashley thinking that eddie edwards will be the easy dub picks eddie edwards and then eddie edwards beats him for okay there we go what Hmm? there we go Eddie, so Eddie Edwards beats him for the title title? Yes, for the world title. Uh, and they basically, it's this big underdog champion moment. Now, Eddie Edwards, uh, at this point, he had mostly been a tag team guy. He had been a tag team with the, with Davy with Davey Richards as part of the American Wolves. Big time tag team in the in Ring of Honor and the independent scene in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, but he had never really broken out as a singles guy. His character is still kind of generic good guy. But they're running this angle of him being like the underdog story that could. The and That's nice. He gets a rematch with Bobby Lashley. And the story there is that Bobby Lashley, refusing to take Eddie Edwards seriously again, loses again. He, he tries to do some ref shenanigans. Uh, and it, they backfire on him and Eddie beats him again awesome it's also at this point in time that eddie edwards uh eddie edwards also beats cody rhodes for the in the title match this is during the rare couple of months where cody rhodes is working impact uh post wwe release oh i didn't realize that was only like a couple months long it was very short he shows up he shows up at bound for glory in october uh Mm -hmm. he he is written off tv by it from a backstage attack from Bobby Lashley by the end of October. And then he pops back up on TV in February and he leaves impact in March. So holy shit. He quickly Wait, wasn't he like wasn't he like healing it up for the time for his time in impact? During February, he does a heal. Oh. Okay. Uh, I see. Right now he's the baby face, you know. The wrestling has more than one royal family. Adrenaline my soul, yeah. Yeah, he's doing uh yeah, it's it's kind of a fascinating period of time. He will quickly realize he has better prospects in Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's... and thus will no longer be making time for impact wrestling. He's gonna hook Oof. up with the elite, and that's gonna go a lot better for him, I think. Yeah, yeah. The the trajectory for you know, I I haven't heard all that much about, about that Cody guy in recent years, but you know, from from what I gather, he's doing he's doing all right. Yeah. But Eddie is basically the fighting babyface champion, and he keeps on winning. And he does have a match set up with EC3 for next week, and I'll talk more about EC3 in a second. Uh, but, yeah, that's the world champion scene right now. Uh, gotcha. In the tag division, as I mentioned, 
the Hardy Boys are the tag yes. team champions. And specifically, it is Broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero. Oh, I didn't realize that that Broken Matt, like, existed within the the context of the Hardy Boys. I thought he was only when Matt was doing singles shit. No, okay. So time to give a comprehensive history of the Broken Matt Hardy oh, gimmick. Because I feel like I just can't talk about this gimmick to anybody without having explaining the full context of this stupid thing. Yeah, sure. All right. So back in early 2016, Matt Hardy is unbelievably the TNA champion. And he is in a, he gets in a feud with his brother, Jeff, because he's basically big money, Matt Hardy, you know, the AEW. this originates in TNA. And so he's big money, Matt. And Jeff's like, you're, why are you such an asshole now, man? Stop be, stop being an asshole. You're my brother. And so they have a feud that escalates in a hardcore match where Jeff puts Matt through a table. And this causes Matt to pop back up a, a few, several, I think it's either a couple weeks or a couple months later. I don't really remember the exact timeline on this. He pops back up with a white streak in his hair, talking in a weird posh accent and claiming that he has been broken. That he And he speaks to the seven deities and he is a nut job. And to be clear, he's a heel. He's still a heel in the original version of the broken Matt character. Yeah. And he is determined. All because he went through a table. It, it broke his brain. He landed just right and it broke his brain. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Just just like that one time Danhausen got hit just right in the head and he went full evil again. Yeah, this is this is the same concept. Is this I got is this, this is just brain damage. Broken Matt Hardy is just brain damage. <laughs> oh man, damn. I thought it was like some actual like supernatural spiritual. No, it's just Well, Matt you know having... what? On some sometimes it feels a little supernatural, but Basically, we start doing these vignettes on the Hardy comp on the Hardy family compound, and like this just gets crazier and crazier. We start getting his like the broken universe of broken Matt Hardy's weird antics and his side characters, including his wife Queen Rebby, his son King Maxwell, his father-in-law okay. Senior Benjamin, uh. <laughs> His drone, what? Vanguard One, who, what? Is, who is sentient, um, his sentient boat, Scarsguard, what? and of course, there's also the Lake of Reincarnation, which has magical meta-transform gimmick powers, where you go oh in the lake God. and you pop back up in an older gimmick. Oh my, wait, wait, oh, hold up. I think I know where the fuck Malachi Black got the mist from. Yes, from the lake of obviously he 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 drinks from the lake of reincarnation. Absolutely. Well, he doesn't but, he doesn't drink. He just get he just puts some of the water in a water bottle, puts it in his mouth, switches yeah. it around, and then spits it back out. Right. So basically, broken Matt Hardy is determined that he must delete. He really becomes obsessed with going delete, delete. Delete. Is this is is this where delete comes from? Yes, broken Matt was from the broken okay. Matt gimmick. Uh, but he 
we must delete his brother Jeff, which leads which he starts go calling brother Nero because Nero is Jeff Hardy's middle name along with the symbolism of calling him a Nero. Um, but they have a match, the final deletion, where Broken Matt beats Jeff and Jeff loses his whole ass name and identity and personality, becoming, in Matt's words, an obsolete mule, Brother Nero. But wait, did he go into the lake? No, he just lost the match. He lost the match, and so now he's Brother Nero. And that's how that works? Yeah, he's he's just an obsolete mule. Uh... So the Hardys, the Hardys start a feud with Decay. And as I mentioned earlier, a big premise of the Decay feud was kidnapping. <laughs> Rosemary sought to murder the entire Hardy family and kidnap their son, Maxwell, and convert him to Decay. She openly says this is the plan. Um... So they have a they have a fight, delete or decay on the Hardy compound, and the big significant moment is Abyss swinging uh, Janice, which is his uh, two by is his baseball bat with nails in it. Um, swings it at Matt Hardy. Jeff Hardy takes the hit and is like stabbed in the gut and dies. To sac he sacrifices himself to save Matt, so Matt can save King Maxwell. And this, and so like between like trying to save his son and then as their brother Nero dies, he is, Matt puts him in the lake of reincarnation. Matt turns babyface from all this. And now the Hardy boys are back. Jeff's still going by brother Nero and he's still like, I'll fade away and classify myself as obsolete. But it's now like charming baby face. We all, it's a pop line that everybody knows. <laughs> it's happening. What is Impact, dude? What the fuck is going on in that company? They let Matt Hardy cook and he never stopped. <laughs> Matt, 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 that's, a, that's, that's enough cooking. Yeah, they, honestly, Impact is the only company that has ever done the broken gimmick right. And it is because they both, A, gave Matt Hardy time to do whatever weird shit he wanted to do. And B, yeah. gave him the freedom to do whatever weird shit they wanted to do. It, do it, does, it still does baffle my mind a little that, like, between Matt Hardy and Brody Lee to become the head of the Dark Order, it was Brody Lee and not broken Matt Hardy. But also, like, I'm not complaining, but it, it does boggle the mind a little bit, knowing that, like, those two motherfuckers premiered on the same show. And one of them was, mm -hmm. like, like I mean, they've, they've both been associated with creepy shit, but, like, it's just so wild that it's, like, you have Broken Matt, and he's not associated with, like, the creepy bad guy faction. I think they were wanted it to be too serious. I think they wanted the Dark Order to be more serious than, like, Broken Matt is matt hardy works as this like half absurdist supernatural humor and partially with a sprinkling of like fourth wall meta humor um That's it's fair. hard to describe to people who haven't seen it 
and who only know him as like half of the like crazy flippy shit brothers. Right. It is difficult. Like it's the kind of thing. Like just go watch it for yourself. Watch some of his shit, broken Matt Hardy shit from Impact, and you're like, oh, okay. I either will get this or I won't. It was broken Matt was an internet meme sensation and got a lot of buzz for the Hardys, but obviously any all the serious wrestling critics and their fans were like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. And all, and all the other fans who were into it were like, yes. Yeah. But like Meltzer hated it. Cornette hated it. Like everybody, all the entire like mainstream wrestling critic sphere, I'll say all kind of hated the gimmick. Damn, what the fuck? I hate Dave Meltzer now. Hey. So, so the Hardys have won the tag belts. They are the tag champs. And then they run into these weird masked men known as the DCC. Uh, they start doing, they, they debuted a couple weeks back. They're doing these weird cryptic promos and they're speaking with a voice modulator. And they debut in Impact. And it is revealed it is a debuting Eddie Kingston. Uh, Bram, who is a longtime TNA regular, and their leader, the cowboy, James Storm. I don't really uh, any get... Any relationship to, to, to Lance Storm? No, he's just a cowboy. Okay, but fair enough. I don't... <laughs> We saw we've seen him on TNA before when he was tag teaming with Bobby Roode and that like weird like Bobby Roode's a rich guy and James Cowboy's a cow is a cowboy who likes to drink. Aren't they a weird couple? Um sure. Beer money. Uh but you know, it's the DCC gimmick is kind of shit. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't really? understand, I don't understand what they're about at all. Like, what is their aims? Why are they doing this? I don't know, and I don't understand. And they haven't really described it to me. It seems some generic, like, gonna take over the company shit. But they do get in a fight with the Hardys. They're targeting them for the tag titles. And they do a backstage brawl with the Hardys. And they knock Matt Hardy off of a forklift. A dangerous proposition to think about. And post All Out 2021. Uh, but... Oh, boy. They do this gimmick where Matt Hardy falls, takes this big fall, and suddenly he has amnesia and he is unbroken. So for three sure. weeks, for three weeks, we've had skits of his family trying to fix his brain, f- fix him to being broken again because he's. They're like, we don't know you anymore, man. He's like this pacifist who who hates violence and is. And, and is like, what is all this weird shit in my house? And what do you mean this dirty lake is the lake of reincarnation? I'm not going in there. And I don't, I don't know how to play the piano or I don't know this weird delete song you're trying to sing to me. And what's, what's going on? He still speaks in the it's weird accent, happening. but he has like forgotten all of the stupid gimmicky hey, bullshit. He of the broken still heart. speaks in the voice. Yeah, he does still does the voice, but now he's like in a turtleneck sweater. And they're like, we got to fix this man right now. <laughs> we got to oh, fix yes. this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. We can't, we can't stand Jeff Hardy being, or Matt Hardy being more normal. We, we need his weird bullshit back. What is happening? What is Impact Austin? What, what is any of this? It's nuts. 
Uh, but oh my God. they are where I, I honestly, I've already forgotten if they either fix the amnesia thing or they're about to fix the amnesia problem. Okay. But it's, it's, it's time for the broken, broken Matt to come back. After, Rebby, all, after three whole weeks, Rebby is distraught that her husband isn't the same. <laughs> ah, yes. And, 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 as if, as if he's been, as if he's, you know, the the broken thing is is the man she fell in love with in the first place. Rebby is all in on the Rebby. The whole Hardy family by this point is all in on this broken shit. So they're like, Matt, like, Matt, actually, you gotta snap out of it. Actually, he's like, you know, we 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 thought it over, and uh, I really like the fact that he calls me Queen all the time. I need that back. You know, I was like, you know what? This was actually that was actually a good thing. Uh, that's so funny. But the Hardys have been insane and they will continue to be insane. Um, all right, time to move on to the, from like one of the more fun storylines to one of the least fun storylines in Impact. Oh, right no. Now. Let's talk about the X Division. Um, oh, no. The X Division champion is DJZ. His gimmick is he looks like a rejected member of Daft Punk. Um, sure. And except he has barely had a storyline because he has suddenly invented this gimmick called Team X Gold. Uh, basically, Team X Gold are th- trios tag matches between X Division teams. And the gimmick is once you build a team, you're not allowed to change teams. And the rules are strictly enforced, whatever that means. But what are they fighting for? Don't know. Why is it happening? Don't know. But it means that DJZ has no storyline in involving the title and has barely defended it for two months. This shit sucks. That's unfortunate. It very much feels like when... it The X Division feels like, for a lot of its history, feels like TNA got this heard that like oh the x division it's so revolutionary and it's like you know because it was basically like the introduction to like high work heavy work rate flippity do shit to america major american audiences yeah and so i i think sometimes tna felt like they felt like they had to keep being innovative because that was the whole gimmick of the x division and so this team x gold thing feels like them trying to prove they are innovative Ah. finding some sort of gimmickry to the X division. Uh, I see. Feels very similar. Feels very similar to me to when Hogan and Bischoff, when they came in, they looked at the X division, they implemented a weight limit and they instituted that every single X division match had to be a triple threat match. Okay. because um, that's that's the gimmick of the we got to make that the gimmick of the belt. Oh my god! Everything's, I hate everything's it. free as matches, uh, but yeah. <sighs> so X Division's barely doing anything. Uh, we also have one more championship in Impact that I have to talk about: the Impact Grand Championship. Uh, oh, now David, I'm gonna have to warn you. Is I know we've had some rough goes thanks to the Brawl for All recently. So I have some bad news for you. It's wrestling no. on a round system. <laughs> on a, oh, oh, see, that's fine. I mean, it's probably going to be fucking stupid. 
but at least it's not dumb fuck shoot fights. Yeah, it's still regular wrestling, but it is three three-minute rounds, or on pay-per-view when you're getting nasty, it's three five-minute rounds. Um, oh, shit, brother. And so the other regular match gimmick, regular match rules apply. You can win by pin or submission. Or, you know, after every round, they announce judges' scores. So you always know who is winning or losing at a given like at a given time, you always know who is up at what the round results are. Oh. Because obviously, oh, if shit. End, like if you get to the end of the three rounds, it's bet who had the best two out of three rounds. Um, so like we've and the, so we've had so there, there can also there have been matches where like one guy goes up two nothing after two rounds, so it becomes a game of like, oh shit, I gotta win by pinfall in the next three minutes, or I lose because oh, I've already lost on rounds. See, that, can, that sounds actually kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. But the Impact Grand Champion, the inaugural champion, is Aaron Rex, uh, otherwise known as Damian Sandow. Oh! Hi there! Well, I, I will say, I am happy to know that man got to have a career post whatever the fuck WWE uh, did to his dignity. A little bit. So, here's the thing. Um... There's a lot of, you know, when wrestlers are booked kind of shitty in WWE, there's a lot of fans that like to be like, man, just wait till this guy gets out of WWE. He can really show what he can do. And sometimes yes. that's true. Drew McIntyre, who is currently an impact right now. I think he's injured, but he is currently on the oh, impact no. roster at this moment. Um, he really found himself and became the top star kind of guy that he would come back to WWE as through his run on the indies. Cody Rhodes found himself on the indies. Mm -hmm. And sometimes guys prove that WWE was right to not push them that much harder. Aaron Rex was very much that guy. He oh, came into no. Impact and immediately kind of was like, I've had enough of the stupid gimmicks. I'm going to be a serious wrestler like WWE never let me be. And as it turns out, regular serious wrestler Aaron Rex is really boring. Oh, no. Um, He's Impact Grand Champion here, and they're telling this story of, like, he's trying to present himself as the hardworking, fighting champion, but he is increasingly becoming more and more desperate to cheat and keep the belt. Think, like, if Orange Cassidy's current run as the international champion, but from a heel perspective. Like uh, yes. every he keeps having match after match, and every time he kind of keeps finding ways to sneakily still win and hold on to the belt. And like sure. it's, it's fine, but it's also not that compelling, especially because he's wrestling like total jabr lower card jabronis. Well, <laughs> yeah. What what were well because what works about the Orange Cassidy workhorse um all Atlantic championship is it's like a, it's like a combination of things, right? Like it's the we're seeing the workhorse come out of the lazy savant. Um, we're like the 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 story of I'm getting desperate to retain my belt at all costs is is like it was a slow kind of build. It's kind of mm -hmm. subtle, and then it started ramping up. Um, and and like they find and again, it's interesting from a uh, a like face perspective with this character um you gotta you gotta handle that uh that carefully and um i 
you know, wouldn't be surprised if this whole Aaron Rex thing got stupid. It's it's pretty dumb. Um, it's pretty bad, but he is the grand champion. He has a match on the show. Yeah, it's like like with a heel, I feel like it's just easier to make that really like trite and yeah, and, yeah. Like we've seen this all before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so now let's cover a few non-title uh, feuds. Um, the big one I think that I need to cover is uh, Ethan Carter the Third EC three versus eli drake dummy yeah yeah okay l a night yeah yeah is literally the la night character but his name is eli drake i and he's a heel and and, and in 2016 he's a heel like now it's beloved baby face thing but right now he's a he's a heel and he does all these pop lines and he does the very rock s mannerism of like he hits these lines that are so obviously something the crowd will want to chant. And then he's like, hey, shut up. Don't do my shit. Boom. We want to do the shit. Ah, go, go. Now it's very reminiscent of ever when The Rock would be like, finally, The Rock has come back. And then he stops. He's like, this ain't sing along with The Rock time. Oh, boy. Oh wow, that is some that is some top tier heel shit. You want to do the pops? Fuck you. Yeah. So Eli Drake has been uh, on Ethan Ethan Carter the third um, EC three. Uh, he's he came into the company, and you have to understand that the before Billy Corgan was president of the company, Dixie Carter was president of the company. Oh, hey. Um, she was uh, the moneyest mark to ever money mark if I may say so myself. Uh, oh, really? She was a big TNA fan, and she dumped a lot of money into it through her father's company, Panda Energy. But she also didn't know Jack Diddley squat about running a wrestling company, and so she oh, was no. pretty universally disliked as a oh, as a, no. you know, as a promoter. Um, she seems like a very nice woman. I don't want to be too yeah. mean to her, but like as a as a as a as the person in charge of TNA, everyone agrees she was in overhead. She didn't know what she was doing, and she sucked. And she let the boys walk all over her. Um, oh. Anyway, EC3 comes into the company off of after getting released from WWE when he was Derek Bateman, and so his gimmick is Ethan Carter the Third, uh, Dixie Carter's super spoiled nephew, who thinks oh. that. He is that the entire company is owed to him because he's a Carter and Carters are always come out on top. And by the, but then, you know, especially after Dixie falls out, stops being in charge of the company more, he starts just becoming an unironic baby face. Uh, I don't really know. I don't really know or get how, how that baby face turn happened, but he is like a man of the people champ uh baby face now and so oh, shit. He, he 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 read he read like the first chapter of capital and he's like ah oh, yes <laughs> my proletarian brethren yeah that's it um so uh, he, i see it's the ryan knight arc got it right so he is he has been feuding with eli drake because e- eli drake uh has basically been shit talking ec3 calling him like He's basically like, you've been handed so many opportunities in this damn company, and I've had to fight and scratch and claw to get to where I'm at, and I'm going to prove I'm better than you. Wait, hold up. Let him cook. Yeah. And so EC3 is like, 
first is like, dude, shut the fuck up and actually do something instead of just running your fucking mouth. And he EC3 does eventually cop to the idea of like, I respect you. I think you have a lot of potential and I respect your talent, Eli. If you just stopped, you know, being, if you stopped just talking the talk and you started trying to walk the walk. And so they set up a match. EC3 has a title match with Eddie Edwards. Eli Drake wanted wanted that title shot. And he was willing to be like, I won't, I won't challenge for the belt for a year. If you give me a shot at your title match. And EC3 is like, no, I don't, I, I refuse because I don't want you to be unable to challenge for that belt. I want you in that title picture. Try it, you know, because you make me better. What I want you to do is put something you really care about on the line, your voice. And so they have a match where if Eli Drake loses, he can't talk for the rest of 2016. Oh, fuck. And they I have see, the match. I see EC3 and- had fucking watched uh, Little Mermaid the night before he cut that promo. Hey! <laughs> Poor unfortunate soul, Eli Drake. Yeah. So yeah, sad. Literally. So true. Honestly, I mean, makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, he wanted he wants Eli to know that it's all really all about body language. Uh, yeah. What's the one from you is? Yeah, voice. But without my voice, how can I? Yeah. Yeah. But he accepts the match, dummy. Yeah. And then uh, he does lose. So um, on this episode, we will not be getting to hear Eli Drake. Yeah. Because oh, he has fuck. lost his voice. He cannot talk for the rest of the year. Which is oh about my a month God. This that's, that's insane. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's actually okay, well, that's kind of cool. It's actually not been a half bad feud to watch to follow. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. And now we get we talked about Allie a lot earlier. We're talking about her relationship history with Rosemary. But as mm-hmm. it turns out, she's in impact right now. Uh oh. as she is the meek, mild-mannered assistant to Maria Canellis. Uh until about a month ago, uh, Maria Canellis, who is actually going by Maria Bennett right now because her husband, Mike Bennett, is in the company as the yeah. miracle Mike Bennett. But I, in my head, I think of her as Maria Canellis because it's her WWE name. Yeah. Um, so I'm Maria sure she goes by in, in AEW, too. I'm pretty sure she's Maria Canellis there. Probably. Uh, so Maria Canellis, it was the was in charge of the knockouts division, whatever that means. Uh, I don't know why that booking power was afforded to her in kayfabe. Why? Um, but she was put in charge of the division and was basically the ruthless tyrant you'd expect. Uh, she has, oh, no. her, she has her lady squad result re- re- consisting of uh, Sienna, who I don't think you've ever really seen before. I don't really know. Mm-mm. They're just doing mean girl shit. There's nothing more you need to know about. Sienna and uh, Laurel Van Ness, a.k.a. Chelsea Green. Um, okay. And they have her assistant, Allie, who they're they're portraying Allie as not a, not a wrestler. They're not using Allie's past indie history. They're treating her as like this person that Maria brought into the company to do her menial labor as uh, and be abused. Be abused as her assistant 
Uh, but they are building to Allie standing up for herself and breaking away Ooh. from Maria. She's already kind of done it a few times. She mouthed back. She actually uh, like verbally smacked Maria back uh, one time when Maria was abusing her, and this led to her having a match with Sienna. Um, That's but, really cool. you know, it's, it's like, and Brandy Rhodes came up, who has also been feuding with Maria. And okay. at, while, while Cody was absent, Cody had a feud with Mike, but with the Bennett. Wait, the Rhodes, wait. The Rhodes so is Cody, with so, the Bennett's. so Cody's fucked off, but but uh, but Brandy's, Brandy's still, still hanging around. Oh my god! Uh, but she uh, was trying to be like this world. she was like, "Come on, Allie, fight! You can fight back." And Allie's like, "I'm sorry, Miss Miss Brandy, but I I need this job, so I am uh, not." Oh. It's so weird. Like you, you'll see Allie, and I think you'll be a little weirded out by how well she plays this character. Because like, you're used to the I'm bunny. used to the bunny. Yeah, she is, is not. She is the opposite of the bunny right now. Insane. Mm -hmm. Um, but so that she's getting tired of the abuse, and also, well, she's kind of getting feelings for Braxton Sutter. Braxton Sutter, one of the X Division guys, also the future, the blade of the Butcher, the future, the blade, the blade the and and the future, the future IRL, the husband of the actually bunny. no, they're they are currently married in 2016. They're just on screen. They haven't had a relationship. Oh, well, that's cute. So, but he she's catching feelings for Braxton, and the Lady Squad noticed this, and so Chelsea Green is trying to make a move on Braxton specifically to try to fuck with Allie. Oh, uh, to be to Braxton's credit, he is not into this at all. He is very clearly kind of into Allie, and he is not receptive to what Chelsea's doing at all. Well, that's actually a really wholesome story. Oh, that's cute. But you know, they're still trying to like drive a wedge between Braxton and Allie, and like just to fuck, just to hurt her. Yeah, but well. it's coming. The the it's it's you know we're building to her breaking away from maria and her evil squad of mean girls interesting exciting stuff yeah and, that's, that's be really cool yeah so any any other storylines i think we gotta cover here i don't think so there's there are a few minor storylines that have been happening but i don't think they have they affect this episode and also i don't care about them i suppose i'll bring them up if i have to uh but yeah, this has been a very long front half here as I go into basically the state of TNA in 2016. You should be proud of me. I took I took notes. I wanted to make sure that I was I was paying proper deference to your special interest. All right. I got a I had a whole whole little outline of the of the main points you taught me about here so that I can I can like go in with proper reference point. I I, I feel you should be very proud of me right now. I do yeah, feel I am. So, if you would like to watch along with us on this one, is you can do so at Impact Plus. So, Impact's streaming service. Um, there is still a bit of, you know, for rights issues and because they don't have a ton of infrastructure to, like, upload, like, up, clean up, upload videos to the streaming service, you know, content stuff. That takes manpower yeah. to be able to do. Uh, there are still a few years missing uh, between, I think, Oof. 2012 to 2015. Uh, but all of 2016 Impact is on there, uh, including 
Actually, you know what? I think they were still missing episodes in 2016, but very few. To just we are watching the December 1st, 2016 episode. By that point, they're they got everything. So they have most of the episodes of TNA Impact. They have all of the weekly pay-per-views from when they were a weekly pay-per-view company before they had a TV deal. They have all of the Impact pay-per-views. They have a ton of original content series and stuff. It's actually really, it's a really nice thing. And if you're trying to follow Impact on a week-to-week basis, they have episodes of Impact up next day. Um, uh, So... Impact Plus is how we're going to watch this show. There is a full version of this on YouTube, but it is sped up, pitch shifted, and mirrored. I actually looked into uh, there. Oh, like no. That's why it was 15 minutes shorter? Yeah, it's because they speed it Ouch. up. Ouch. They speed it up, pitch shift it, and they mirror it. Oh, the I hate that shit. Uh, copyright, copyright is a bitch. Um, uh, so I guess that's an option as well. Uh, but we'll be back in the back half to discuss the December first, twenty sixteen episode of, of TNA Impact on Pop TV. God damn! And we are back. Uh, we have finished the December 1st, 2016 episode of Impact. David is also in my apartment I, filming I this am part. Right, I am right. Hello. Whoa! Good. Yeah, so. It's a very, a different it's a very surreal setup. But I can't, I can't say I hate it. It's kind of cool to, yeah. like, have the in-person podcast experience mm-hmm. sometimes. It's like, you know, it feels like we're, like, radio hosts or something. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, the 20th, December 1st, 2016 episode of Impact. Um, I said this would be the most self-indulgent of our episodes. Yeah, and like, so, so how, how, how you doing? Listen, it was a perfectly solid episode of Impact. No, in I, 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 I did Very consistent quality that I've seen the last few months of watching 2016 Impact. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like, hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not pre- probably my favorite uh, wrestling media I've ever consumed, sure. um, but I didn't. I I did have an appreciation, and and, and part of it too is as I, as I can appreciate like um, a lot of these motherfuckers who I know from like you know, other things. other places now that I'm like, hmm, you're you're a little bit different these days. Yeah, but um, like, of course, I had to pick the episode where Rosemary won the Knockouts Championship. I I I did kind of suspect like. Well, I, I, it, this could have gone one of two ways, and I wasn't sure which one, because I, because it could have, it, it would have either been Rosemary wins, and this is Austin being completely like, you know, self, uh, self indulgent, like, ah, yes, look at my fave, or it could have been like Rosemary lost, and it gave you an excuse to like go on a rant about like what bullshit. What no, I, no, would never, would never. No, it, by the fact you did, you to, you totally did do that in the first. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I, I'm all, I'm I'm in agreement. I did with do you, that. frankly. I did, I did do um, that with Decay overall. But this is the start of Rosemary's like 266 days as knockout champion, mm. like the fourth longest ever run with the belt. Jesus. That's a <clears throat> lot longer than I thought they would have given her. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's actually sick. Yeah, this is her one run with the belt. And I kind of wish she had a, more than another one. Yeah, but, but also like a run that long. She had a heck of a time as the champ. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's an actually insane one. You yeah. said you said 466. 266. 266. Either way, that ain't bad. It's a that lot. Is... She's still in the she's in the top 10 of like longest most days as champ. Top five, evidently. 
Uh, top five, top five in the longest reign. Top ten in overall oh, days. Oh, okay, I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Longest fourth longest single win. I yeah. Understand. Okay, but but still, that's that's significant. Yes. Um. <clears throat> well, shit. All right. Uh. Well, that rules. I'm glad we got to see the jumping off point for that. Yeah. Um, it was it was sick. Um, Next time we should do the jumping off point for Allie and uh, Rosemary's fate, like. Um, friendship slash baby face turn oh, for rosemary that happens in the middle of, that happens in like april 2017 oh, i'm down for that yeah you love me some alley um uh, and we'll get to her uh in in less sick territory um dear lord uh the dcc uh i, I hate can, they're so lame you can tell that this was like the back when boomers thought anonymous memes were still hot because those you didn't tell me Austin about the fucking masks. I honestly, I, I have zoned out so much of the DCC stuff. The only parts of that storyline I like are the stuff with the Hardys Cause I think that's funny. Well, yeah. I think the amnesia stuff was funny, but like the DCC as a group suck. Yes. Really bad. And so like, of course I didn't bring up the mask, which is a shame. Because I fucking love There's Eddie. a lot of talent in that yes, group. Especially Edward the motherfucker Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing weird edgelord hacker shit. Yeah, and also, like, I'll, I'll get to it, but they clearly also are trying to do a shield thing a little bit. Well, Eddie, 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 Eddie got the message we should do a shield thing. Yes. I don't know if everyone else did. I don't know. I It felt very, like, Impact's answer to Shield. We'll we'll get we'll get mm-hmm. there. But yeah, we, we get, get a little teaser. We do get a, a re- recap of all this feud. And I can't believe I forgot that when just when recapping in the front half, how the Hardy Amnesia thing goes. Okay. I don't know. This is what I get for tr- trying to sum up two months in a in without notes. Yes, but I I forgot that how they solve the Amnesia plot is Matt runs out to his front yard and is like, if the seven deities would give me a sign and he gets electrocuted <laughs> like the seventh deity sends down a lightning bolt and he of course just fly back and he becomes broken again and he's, he's i austin have been rebroken look, 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 look i know this is wrestling to I, I to an extent I need to expect this, but Austin, these these skits on the Hardy compound, what porn tier sitcom am I watching? How dare you? This is this is this is I love this this is oh, goofy it's bits. Great, but dear God, the acting. Oh dear God, Matt's wife literally had the intonations of a porn star. Re- Revy's so not sorry. an actress. Oh my God. Uh, well. Uh, on that subject, she also looks extremely turned on by the fact that he's rebroken. Again. Nah, Rebby is all in on the broken Rebby and and broken Matt get real kinky, and she's yeah. super into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not realize that in the year of our Lord 2016, Impact is still doing the six sided ring. I thought they did away with that. Like, they go, they went back and forth on it. Why? Originally, it was the four sided ring, and when in the when they were in the asylum in the the fairgrounds in Tennessee because that, because the setup just didn't work. Yeah. And then they got to TV. Yeah. When they, when they became TNA on TV, they did the six sided as a means of like differentiation and having a marketable gimmick. Yes. And that was that what they've always talked about how like the six sided ring is how they like got merch in like toy stores and shit. 
because you could sell the six-sided ring. Oh, like okay. most, like obviously most companies are not going to care about TNA. Yeah, <laughs> but like you can be like, hey, the six-sided ring in this cool. Yeah, okay. Sell so that. It's merchandise. That's what that's that's always been the justification. Is it was like, oh my god, it's merchandisable. And then that's Hogan really and Bischoff got there and they said, brother, if you want to be a serious wrestling company, you got to compete, brother. You got to oh get four god. sides. Hogan and Bischoff actually having a decent idea. I don't even agree with that. I think six is fine. Well, yeah, but apparently it was a pain in the ass for the wrestlers. Yeah, all right. So, so the that. wrestlers hated bumping on it. Yeah. Because, so I'm gonna side with them. I right. I don't side. I don't side with. I don't side with Hogan and Bischoff's explanation for why they needed to do that. They took it as like you got to be more like WWE if you want to be a competitive okay, company. Yes, that is stupid. So make it four sides. Decided the Monday Night War it up again. Yep. How t- oh, we should oh, do a whole arc just oh, about baby. some of the Monday Night War shenanigans. Monday oh, Night baby. War two shenanigans. Yeah. Um, and then after Hogan and Bischoff kind of fucked off, they brought back six sided ring because that's what the because it's a fan favorite, like the fans love the six sided sure stuff. And then Impact moved away from it after Anthem took over because they were like, because they listened to the wrestlers who were all like, Yeah, we don't want to bump on this, we don't want to bump on this, yeah. No, I I don't I don't blame them. I side with the wrestlers here. Like, yeah, sure, it looks cool, but oh, those poor workers. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Anyway, all right. So, uh, I also made the note of man, the impact zone has really let itself go. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's it's. It doesn't look quite as uh, no. glorious as it did. It's never been quite the same since they left Spike TV. Mm-hmm. Um. But aren't they still in the same filming location? Yeah, I think they're still in Universal, but yeah. they, they changed the aesthetic when I think uh, when when Ooh, they started. Yeah, they tried to change around with the aesthetic and try to. Dude, that aesthetic is brutal to look at. I, I it's a little why. too bright for me. It's a little too bright. Uh, it's, it's it it shows off in way too stark of contrast. Just how like skimpy that audience. Is. Mm-hmm. Um. And the and like the thing is when we watched the fucking TNA Christmas episode, something I took for granted, like the camera's kind of always doing some crazy shit in the impact zone. Mm-hmm. Whereas here it's only like dead on straight shots. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, ooh. the resources are not here anymore for this company. Yeah, and you can tell like Panda Energy is out at this point. Billy Corgan owns this shit, and soon Anthem will be who owns it. Yeah. So it's the money's not there anymore, yeah. especially because their because their TV is a lot shittier now. Yeah, I never really went into. I didn't really go into it, but like, they were on Spike for a long time. They got booted in 2014. It was because Dixie Carter. It's because the company was like, "Don't get Vince Russo back in here." Yeah, <laughs> and Dixie Carter hired him back, oh, and God. then, and then the reason it they found out is because she sent the wrong email about it. She was trying to email Jeremy Borash and yeah. she emailed some, an executive at um at a spike about TNA. Oh my god. About Vince Russo and so like they booted that was the final straw. Boot got them booted off a of spike. Jesus and like Christ. they would have had to get leave eventually cuz Spike TV as a concept is going to die. Yeah, <laughs> soon. Uh, yeah. But they went from spike to die can only carry you so far. That's true. Listen, we are moving away from like channels for dude bros being like a profitable venture on cable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Spike was the dude bro channel. That's why that's why they took TNA. That's what they were they were leading into that. Yeah, but again, a thousand ways to die. Right. Um, and they they the best they could do after Spike TV was Destination America. That sounds already like a downgrade. I can't Uh, even articulate why. It just it's like if it's not airing TNA, they aired like hunting channel. It was like hunting channel shit. Oh no! And then. After they tried, they left that. I don't remember why, but they left that channel. And they're currently, on 2016, they're airing on Pop TV. uh, Formerly known as the TV Guide Channel. Really? That's the rebranded TV Guide Channel. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh no. Impact. Yeah, no. No. They're fucked. Nowadays, they air on Access TV because Anthem Sports owns that channel. Sure. So that's it's one of those things where it's like it's a shitty network, but also Ant they don't have but to pay le- Anthem at least for not, it. At least it's not the artist formerly known as the TV guy. Yeah, channel. it's at least it's on some kind of like niche sports network, right? Like I'll yeah. take that any day. Um, but anyway, um, all right. So uh, yes, uh, we're in the slightly downgraded feeling impact zone, and uh, Aaron, what's his nuts? Is Aaron still- Rex. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And wasn't that also his Damien Sandow? Yes. Okay. That's how that was. And then they transitioned to the rock theme. Um, Aaron Rex is here, and he gets on the mic, and he's like, "Over the last few months, I have have to say, first he gets on mic and goes, "How's everyone doing tonight?" How y'all doing? And the crowd responds with a resounding, "What do y'all want to talk? What do y'all want to talk about?" Yeah. You suck. Yeah, so Aaron Rex, he gets, he's like, over the last few months, he that he has established this title as the number one title in the industry. X, lies. X. In the world. X, lies. In any competition. Lies. Oh, I don't think, I, I, I think if you went over to Wimbledon and asked them, and asked them about this, like, uh, uh, this title, they'd stick you in an institution. Yeah, of course. The Impact Grand Championship. Yeah. Um, And then, but Aaron Rex is in the spirit of competition. He will issue an open challenge right now for anyone in the back. Yes. And he's just like, he's like, anyone, anyone. And then Moose comes out. Yeah. And Aaron is like, wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hit Grado's music. Don't do this. No, wait a minute. Grado's a lower card comedy dude in impact right now. Oh, oh man. He's just hoping for a jobber basically. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. All right. All right. So, so, so. Clearly, Moose has an iconic thing going on, and I want I, I want to see Austin if do, I can do, if I can do, get it right. Do, Moose comes do. out, and uh, I believe I believe the way it goes is um choo choo. He choo choos, but it's Moose. But why is it Moose? Why is it choo choo? It's 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 trained. I don't know why he did that. He's just always done it. I don't yeah. know what I don't know where he's like. Choo-choo. What is what I'm doing? All right. Well, I I I choose to believe that it's a train thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. Anyway. Uh, so he gets in ring and Aaron Rex, uh, is like, oh, fuck. God damn it. I may have made a mistake. Reaping sewing. Yeah, exactly. So they, they ring the bell and Aaron Rex goes to the outside or no, he, he, he starts off doing stretches in the corner. Yeah. He's, he's faffing around. And then he goes to the outside, does like a cartwheel. He's, he's totally not stalling you guys. Yeah. Um, Um, I will note before we just get to the end of this match because yeah. it goes like two minutes. Um, yeah, Josh yeah. Matthews really wants to talk about how Impact almost has a billion views on YouTube. Is is that the truth? 
Joshua. May I don't know, but I do. But he like, was like cumulative. Cumulative. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I don't know how accurate it was, but he was also he was like, guys, check out the Impact YouTube channel. We're so close to one billion views. Christ Almighty. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure your videos no. are. I'm sure your subscriber count is skyrocketing. YouTube sending you all the. All the players. What is Impact subscriber count right now? Oh boy. Let's let's look. Oh, the... are we about to destroy this man's whole career live on podcasts? I think we are. I mean, Impact Wrestling has a current uh, a respectable 4.67 billion. You know what? That's actually I anticipated. Lot speed. I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so Aaron Rex fasts around as long as he can until Moose gets his hands on him and just just fucking yeah so they so he what uh, uh, this was missed on you i didn't really bring it up as part of his cheating mccheaters and shit but he's been like stuffing a ring under his 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 like finger tape oh and he tries to do that here and he swings and he misses and moose ducks hits a spinning clothesline and And that's the end and okay so you were talking about how stupid the three round system is i didn't realize it was so stupid that it was just like the the rounds don't mean anything for like gathering points. It's just if you get a knockdown in any of those. Well, no, they do. It's we this was not the match to show that off. But after every round, the judges provide point to a winner. But but so so it's like it's like it's like boxing. So it's it's, it's graded like so boxing. Points or pinfall. Yeah, that's like so fucking stupid. Yeah, and that's how Sandow and Aaron Rex, excuse me, okay. has won his last couple of grand championship matches. He's down on points and would lose if he gets to the end of the match, but he pins first before okay. he can before time sure. runs out. Sure. I can see her. It could maybe be interesting. I don't fucking know. Um uh they're gonna kill they're gonna kill this belt within like a year uh, i will i will say and and i'll have this to say about pretty much all of the belts that we see tonight dumb fuck dumb fuck like competition solid belt design i was i was kind of digging all of the belt designs on the show tonight um uh, X Division, especially when we get to it, I'll, I'll have to like. Okay, X Division is too lime green for me. I don't know. Something about it just kind of hits. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, uh, fucking um, Jerry Borash gets in the ring to rub it the fuck in. Yeah. Uh, sorry to do an in an interview. Yeah, my bad. Um, with Moose and Aaron Rex is sprawled out on the ground. <laughs> while he's, he's doing dead. this moose cuts i don't know some, it's generic as yeah, hell generic he's like when i came to tna i shocked the world and made an impact i made a huge impact i rolled yeah, credits yeah ah. and if anyone in the back wants to challenge me i got one word for him and he starts doing moose oh, I mean, moose he didn't even say it he just does the taunt and then he the lets thing. the crowd do moose for him yeah which you know that's that's a power play yeah, so then Jeremy Boras tries to interview Aaron Rex, and he's like, I can't do this right now. And he, like, starts crying, and Josh Matthews calls him out on commentary for being a baby. Um, yeah, fucking um, – and uh, so so that was a thing. It was blessedly short. Yeah. Uh, we can move on to better things now. Uh, we, we cut to Jeff Jarrett. Or uh, Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Hardy. Jeff Hardy ain't here. Jeff my Jarrett, world Jeff Jarrett ain't here. Jeff Jarrett here. Uh, my world. Yeah. Wee, wee, wee. Right now, right now he's trying to get Global Force Wrestling off the ground. The fuck is that? 
it was some venture of his that he had, and it was like he tried to make it an indie thing. It didn't work. He tried to. It ended up. It ended up being like a fucking gold scheme, like scam. At one point, Global Force Gold. He tried to sell Global Force Gold for a hot second. Well, and, and then through. it kind of merged into impact his newest plan especially was impact was kind of floundering through all the you know all the different channel changes yeah. and the ownership changes they're like we're gonna bring it into gfw we're gonna merge these two entities into one thing oh yeah and dude. become like global impact oh, become global sure force wrestling right. it didn't oh. it went like shit oh really um no way. it was really funny they aired they filmed one taping tv taping because of course they did and x and then xwf style everyone got signed before that they ever went to tv um but tna released no prima donna slap nuts no prima donna slap nuts you're right uh but they released the gfw tapings as a paper an impact pay-per-view and so you get to see a bunch of dudes who like left to go to nxt <laughs> Like Bobby Roode was a center point of the GW of oh, GFW booking, and then right before he goes to NXT, and they had the balls to sell it as a TNA pay per view. Oh my god, okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, so we got to Jeff Hardy, Hardy. yeah, he's backstage. Jeff Hardy out here making me wonder why the fuck he doesn't cut way more promo. Yeah, uh, uh, I didn't even remember what the fuck he said. No, they they asked him if Matt's all right, and Jeff's like, "Well, I haven't like, spoken well, to Matt, but well, I, yeah. I haven't spoken. I have spoken to Matt, but you know, uh, yeah, we've never done things this way before. But yeah. I'm sure he'll be here, and you know, he's been rebroken. I don't know how he's going to act, but we're going to defend our titles tonight. Uh, 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 it's and, and he he makes some comment about. Uh, like the camera like zooms in on him and he's got like the you know the one fucking like white uh pupil yeah from um, when he was turned obsolete and then the other eye which is just white all all Mm -hmm. all all white no anything uh and he says something about uh it's not something i seen before thank thank you jeff yeah um uh, we got we got to the ring, uh, and oh my god, a clock on the screen, creepy music. It's the boogeyman. It's the DCC. Oh god, even scarier. All right. Um, and I wrote James Storm as the mic, and I can't hear shit with that fucking voice modulator, because even after they reveal oh, yeah, the identities totally of the group, promo. yeah, they have to, even after they reveal the identity of the group, they're still hiding behind masks doing voice modulation. Oh my god. No, and it's so obvious those are like pre-recorded too, which mm-hmm. like is fine, except for the fact that James Storm clearly has not fully memorized like the 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 pauses and pick backups in the speech. So he'll start gesticulating his hand early or he'll like hesitate until the recording comes back. He's like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I did actually pick uh, up some of this bullshit of like they're the they're the masks are here not to hide their faces but to show they aren't afraid to take a stand about what i don't know don't anonymous we are anonymous don't ask me don't ask me and then but they're here not they aren't here to delete anyone they aren't here to make anyone obsolete uh-huh. But if when you stand in our way, you will be erased. Look, I do, I do appreciate that that you know they injected a little bit of culture into this. They got Stephen Hawking to do the voiceover cameo for them. Very, hey, cool, very, very true, cool. yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Oh yeah. Um. But then, 
But then, Brother Nero, uh, hey, wait a minute, that's not. Now he is ob- he's obsolete. He's not allowed to do that shit anymore. What the fuck? You, wait, but that's, that's the whole thing. You, you haven't got to see it, but like, even when, like, after he was turned obsolete, Matt would like stop him from doing high spots. He'd like try to climb the ladder and he'd be like, no, Brother Nero, do not be a spot monkey. <laughs> Get down. <laughs> And Jim Cornette is on his podcast going, you know, I think, I think, uh, I, I think that, that man is on here making some really great points. Yeah, gee. But yeah, so, so Jeff Hardy's not allowed to do the dun, 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 dun. He's not supposed to jump on ladders and shit anymore because he is obsolete. He's obsolete. And he goes along with this because, okay. He just does. I do, I, I do have a wonder, uh, about that, but I'll get into that later. Um, uh, uh, Matt, who's the who's the guy on commentary? Matthew. Uh, it's Josh Matthews, Josh Matthews. and the Pope. Uh, the I, commentary. I think team. it was Josh Matthews. Uh, said something about Jeff Hardy to the effect of, "This man is not a human." Uh, yes, he's a mule. Even I. Yes, he is an obsolete mule. mule. Obsolete Matt mule. keeps saying that. Yes. Um. Uh. The the crowd is chanting, "Delete, delete, 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 uh, delete." You know, trying to summon that back. Right. Uh, shout out to the one dude in like the front. Who yells obsolete while everyone else is yelling delete? That is that is like a call and response, but it also is not working when only like it's one dies one doing day. obsolete. Well, okay, his friend next to him very meekly started to hop on it too. He's like uh, uh, obsolete, and then they just cut away. Yeah, from him and exactly like they, the Hardys have done like obsolete, delete, obsolete, delete okay. as like a dueling chant thing, but also, but you know, only yeah, this time only like one guy is and here out here doing obsolete. Mule. Why the fuck? Why are we burying poor Jeff Hardy by calling him an obsolete mule? Except it all kind of works this time because it's yeah. all fun babyface yeah, shenanigans. Okay. Yeah, like I, yeah, I guess it was from them feuding. Yeah, like, like when Matt started doing that, he was a heel, and then and and, and, and then and then the internet started to unironically love this gimmick. So like now he's like an obsolete mule, but he's for like fun. Yes, I am obsolete. Thank you. For yeah, he oh is. My yeah, he, he's like he like. You didn't see you. They didn't get to do like the full batshit broken entrance of like Rebby is on a piano. She plays the song, and then Matt comes out, and then Jeff comes out and sings. I'll classify myself oh, as yeah. obsolete. Jeff has, a, Jeff has a band. I forgot about that. Fade away and um, classify myself as obsolete. There's a, it's a whole production that they did not do on this episode. Still a better musical group than Fozzie. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. No. I. I do wonder. Like, out of kayfabe, how much of this was like the like how ha- how how much Jeff was really into it, and how much of it was him being like, "All right, man. I know. I know this goofy bullshit is like." I feel like he was. I feel like he was pretty into it. You know, a chance to not do not you know chance to rest the body a little bit here that's fair but like also got to do some goofy bullshit you can also tell this was matt's brainchild because he's like he's like immersed in it and jeff's like yeah i'm here too i'm the i'm the i'm the i'm the brother yeah i'm i'm here matt is casting himself as the main character for the first time in the history of the hardy boys yeah true oh man imagine that you know that, that that probably does explain a lot of like matt's like you know what fuck you i get to be in the spotlight this time yeah you flippity do piece of shit um uh so jeff is like oh my brother is is on his way um and then the dcc's music hits again but then fizzles out and well no hold on okay. we, we after jeff does a whole promo eddie gets eddie steps up to him and he's like oh yeah Where's where's Matt Potna? 
he he still does his Eddie King's very Eddie Kingston oh, oh, mannerisms here. Every everyone in the back is afraid to say they don't want you here. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, and in response, Jeff hits a twist of fate on Eddie Kingston. The DCC beat down on Jeff, and then yeah, go go. The DCC go. music hits. And Matt Hardy has teleported into the ring. Matt Hardy is here. He's got a mic in hand. He starts to cut a promo. And Austin, I feel like you. Were well, but first, Jeff Hardy, he like, he like, all has to like turn around to make sure it's his broken brother. And he looks and he's, he goes, "Brother Moore, I knew you'd come." Yes, I guess we'll call it. I guess, I guess part of the broken universe is everybody needs to go by their middle names. Yeah. Which, which scarily means you and I would both fit very well into the broken yeah, universe. That's true. We uh, would. Brother David, brother Austin. You know how it. Yeah, you come. I, I feel. I feel like that. I feel like that doesn't quite have the same kick as Nero and more. But you know. We'll yeah. 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 Um. I. I feel like it was quite generous of you, Austin, to call Matt's voice here a posh accent. Uh, I. That was a very generous. I didn't say it was well done. I, I said. <laughs> I was trying to just kind of. Uh, guesstimate what he's trying to go for. I will delete you. What is he? What are you? I will okay? Delete you. Delete. Delete. Oh my God! What is the tag team titles of the world belong to my broken brilliance? See, you're doing it way better. And than brother is. Nero, and he, his memories have been restored. And he's like the DCC stands for deletion coming. Cowards. Eh, eh. Fuck, you. Eh, eh. Fuck you. That's so bad. Get out of here with your bad ass, with your bad fucking accent. Eh, eh. Uh, delete. Delete. Be deleted. Delete. Delete! Delete! Uh, is, is, that, is that like is that like a, a brand of like body soap or something? Delete! Delete! Oh, it's, it's okay. okay. Matt, Matt calm, yeah. calm down there, buddy. Yeah. Uh. So <laughs> after that, because we don't just go to the tag title match. No, no, no. We had to save that for later. We go to Mandrews, Braxton Sutter, and DJZ cutting promos in a, like pre-recorded promos about their X Division title match tonight. And they're all bros. Bro, holy shit, baby blade. Yeah, Baby Blade is the most fascinating part here. I felt, I felt he looks so young. I did not, I cannot recognize him. Mm -hmm. uh, I do want to. I feel very proud of this one. I do want to point out how, um, uh, like they said, so this whole video package. So, uh, DJ Z's two teammates of Mandrews and Braxton Sutter are challenging him for the X Division. Right, title. right. Uh, and I and I made a note during the video package of DJC's teammates are challenging him for the X Division title, and they're totally gonna stay friends after this. They are to they're they're talking about oh we're such good friends we're yeah. we're the best of oh no. Braxton Sutter is like I know DJZ's hurting, but I won't target his injuries. Uh -huh. Yeah. Which well he doesn't he, does, actually. he does it he does it yeah. uh, but whatever it's it's a bunch of fleff where they're like we're gonna we're all gonna be friends we're all gonna be bros and I'm like oh whatever no, no. team go for broke is what they call themselves oh that's cute too bad they're not gonna exist for much longer yeah um uh fucking uh uh we get a cut we get an earlier tonight cutaway to the segment that happened like. 10 minutes ago. Listen, there's no, no, a no, lot no, of re there's the, a lot of recap fucking, in here. The fucking Aaron Rex shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Earlier tonight, 10 whole minutes ago. Thank you. Yeah, um, like, like Impact is filling a lot of time 
with I recaps. Say, they are maybe that seventy-five minute cut wasn't all that. Oh, no, it's it's said. not. You know, it's not that they cut the recaps; oh, they, that they, they speed, they it, speed up. it up. Yeah, 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 I forgot about that. Um, the X Division gets its own goofy ass intro. Yeah, that was weird. I've never oh seen that. God. I've never it's seen that. Be- I've never seen that shit before. <laughs> so, so on top of things that the producers of Impact clearly still think is hot is '90s extreme. Extreme! Oh my god! It's the X Division. Thank you. I mean, they're still letting themselves be called TNA, so you know. Oh god. Uh, anyway um so yeah it's the it's the x division championship match yeah uh, uh djz is allegedly from the b side okay um uh rejected I, okay. daft punk yeah, ass i gotta i gotta pull up, uh x division title because like um th- i liked the design on this um and you know you actually know who djz is do i yeah he is he is joking wild really yeah He's Joaquin in. He's Wild. in. Walking Wild. He's in the E now. See, I, I like. I, I'm still not sure if that name, Walking Wild, is supposed to be a play on like Wacky and Wild. I feel like I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, Walking Wild and eh, whatever. Um, yeah. So like the X Division title, it's like it, it's it's uh it's got like the fucking. It, it is very green, like you said. Uh, it's got an X, a big old X on the front, but it's not just like the OG NXT belt X. It's like it's popping out from like a globe. I don't know. It's just got kind of a cool silhouette to it, and I'm into it. And like the side plates are like rounded X shaped. It's real. I I, I kind of dig it. Something about it just looks kind of cool. Um, I would I would I would happily wear that belt. Um, but anyway, um, so I thought I thought that was neat. Um. I will say, uh, I was getting distinct Mandrews chants from the crowd. Not, yeah, not, I, not much really for DJZ, not really much for Braxton, but oh man, are these motherfuckers in the tank for Mandrews? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a fun, he's a fun wrestler. I don't know. Is, is is there like anything going on with him that would put him distinctly more over? Than no. Him? Okay. He's just he's, he's he's a flippy guy. I don't know. Okay. I'd Listen, sure. nothing in the X division has stories right now. It's just all Team X goals. It's just flippity do. It's just flippity do. Um, but now we're in tag teams. That's the the it. match starts, and off the bat, commentary is asking who we give the strength advantage to, as if Braxton Sutter is not is, so is obviously not, bigger. Than the other and two guys, not, not as if he's not facing down two just tiny ass twinks. Yeah, uh, like obviously it's Braxton Sutter. Like this is not this is not the blade at his barriest, but like, come on, yeah, uh, it's a layup if ever I've heard one. Yeah. Um, uh, DJZ honestly doesn't have a lot to do in this match. He gets he thrown out of the ring it. a lot so that Braxton and Manders can go one v one. I didn't like. I didn't. I was not unimpressed by DJZ though. You gotta, you yeah. Gotta when he, when he, what he, what he did, it was good. Yeah, but he was just not in the match that's very fair. often. That's fair. Um, uh, um, you had a, you had a comment at some point about that felt unnecessary. Um. Oh God, what did I? What would I have done? I don't know. Before? It was like it was a gajillion and a half flippy shits. It was. It was probably some flippy shit thing. I was like, this. You didn't Austin, need to go you've that watching, far. You've been watching two months of Impact. I have not watched. Any oh, now I know. I, now I know what it was. Is Mandrews has Braxton and DJZ on the outside. Oh my God. He run. He goes to the apron. He jumps 
to the steel stairs Absolutely. and then jumps off the stairs Absolutely. to, to moonsault. Absolutely. Like you 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 jump from a sh- from a Austin. lower distance Austin. on this. Austin. It's the exposition. Everything is necessary mm. as long as it's flippity do spot arena. I guess flippity do spot fest arena. That's all we got here. Absolutely. Um, uh, but then the funny thing is after that, after he does his moon, his double moonsault bullshit, Mandrews, for no reason at all that we can even discern, he goes and gets his skateboard. And then he starts skateboarding slowly down the ramp. And DJZ just runs up and, and like, elbows him off. Just boom. Oh, that was so fucking funny. Uh, commentary is out here also putting over that these guys are still totally going to be friends. It's fine. We're bros. They're like, ah, oh, they're going to crack open a cold one after this match. Yeah, okay. of course. Absolutely. So basically, like, a story of the match for DJZ is that his knee is hurting. His oh. knee is hurty-hurty. And so that's a big reason why he's so out of the match. I see. Um... There's a lot of back and forth, like, dude, hit everyone hitting moves on each other one after the other kind of thing. I, I will mean, say, it's... we do get a spot where Mandrews and Sutter try to double team DJZ, but DJZ, like, grabs them by their arms, pulls them. Oh, yeah. Like, now kick. And then he, and then he, like, hits them with something. Then he I... cut, and then he hits them with a double cutter. Oh, yeah. That when was he does sick. that. Um, that was pretty cool. Man, fucking, I, I, I also like hearing commentary say it all the time. Mandrews. It's 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 Mark Andrews, and he decided the best ring name for myself is to combine my name into Mandrews. It sounds like one of those words that means nothing if you say it too much, except you only need to say it once to get that. I mean, like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Um, but yeah, uh, the long the long and the short of it is that um, so like you said, DJZ spending a lot of time on the outside, you know, the strategic knee thing. So, so Mandrews and Sutter are putting in a lot of the work. Um, uh, I, Mandrews gets Sutter. Uh, he he. Uh, I think he like flips him or something. Gets him down. Is about to go for the pin. DJ. Yeah. So they meets. they they do their they do the whole flag out of the whole sequencing finish okay, here. Is Braxton please. hits a flat liner on DJZ. Mandrews then hits a cutter on Braxton. And then he does a shooting star from the top rope. Yes. And he go, he's he's gonna go for the pin. And DJ Z, this is actually pretty cool. Though, yeah. Is he like rolls up Mandrews from where he was pinning Braxton? Like he like yeah. flips him around, like he rolls him around and comes and from the outside. Comes too. from the outside, yeah. grab grabs him off, and like- rolls him up. For the win, yeah. to main to to keep the title, yeah. And Mandrews is totally he is not he is pissed. Mad. He is mad He's about this. Mad. He's not mad at all. They DJZ and Braxton Sutter after the match respectfully high five each yeah. other, and yeah. then and then they're like, "All right, Sutter's Mandrews, like, come on, Mandrews, get over on, here. Let's we're gonna let's you know raise the hand of the victor. We're all friends." And then uh, Mandrews kicks DJZ's leg out of his leg. Um, hits his leg out of his leg exactly. Yep, and Brax is like, "What are you doing, dude?" The fucking sound design on this, we're like, we're not covered by a whole lot of crowd noise, so it does a very good job of pointing out how not good wrestlers can be at like improving in situations like this. Because the the dialogue we got from Brax and Sutter, it was pretty close to what are you doing what are you doing get back in here what are you doing what are you doing yeah 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 um but you know we have it was a a fun enough exhibition match that is setting up 
more stuff DJZ and, and Andrews. Andrews going forward. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Allie is big sad that Braxton didn't win. And then um, Laurel Van Ness is yeah. here to be like, who the fuck is Laurel Van Ness? I uh, Chelsea Green, uh, first of all. Uh, Matt Cardona's um, wife. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! No kidding. Yeah. So Laurel Van Ness. She's Laurel Van Ness in Impact and. As I said in the front half, the kind of gimmick here is that Allie has a crush on Braxton and Braxton kind of has a crush on Allie. But Laurel Van Ness is forcibly putting herself in, in between them. Um, and so, like, Allie's all sad about losing. And Laurel is like, oh, I bet you're really sad about that, Allie. And, you know, I guess, you know, Braxton, I'm going to have to, you know, comfort him tonight. Oh, my God. Also, apparently, Laurel Van Ness shows up on uh, Lucha Underground. She does, as uh, I don't remember. Reclusa. Reclusa, that's right. That's, that's, right. that's she has a very short time in season four. I'm afraid I don't uh, remember a lot about Ah, uh, well, that explains a lot. Yeah, she's in the um, season four crop. Um, I see. Uh, but Allie is out here making correct observations she's like laurel for all you talk about how much sex you have with braxton why do i never see you with him and she's like uh you're fired it's like fuck you i we, we're trying to keep it on the down low fuck you we're you're fired yeah she she like implies that Allie's fired for some reason uh, it's it's because she threw the pie in oh. maria's face which oh, okay. <laughs> we'll get to that we'll in a second yeah but yeah Full ass replay. Like they replayed the entire, the entire Thanksgiving bit. So honestly, oh I didn't write notes about it. Oh, Any notes that you have, feel free. All right, but. let's see. Um, so they're having Thanksgiving dinner. Um, uh, and Maria's like, we have an actual pilgrim here, Allie. Allie comes out like a pilgrim fucking costume. Yeah. With her theme music replaced by Turkey Gobbles. Great. Correct. Uh, um. um I see the main the main uh, observation I had throughout this whole segment was man after being putting through being put through this kind of like humiliation is it any wonder why she devolved into the sadistic psychopath known as, as the, the bunny, bunny. yeah, yeah. Um, well you could argue that also the shit that happens to her in impact later so, could be more that, that also be caused by that oh well I don't know see she um, gets possessed by the darkness and shit oh well you know that would <laughs> that also cool. helps so. Allie is feeling very humiliated by this. Um, and she's there, she very much does not want Braxton to see nah. this. And and Laurel responds with, Well, uh, that sucks because I invited Braxton, so he's gonna see you very much. And and like, man, as we all know, wrestlers never watch replays of the show they're on. So Braxton would never have seen Allie in the costume. It's true. Doesn't see her back. Doesn't see her back. He would never have. He, he would have got, she would have got away him. with it. He would have gotten away with it. If that weren't for that meddling Laurel in her and yeah. her inviting Braxton. And then I'll admit Braxton. I'm like, I wish he had been a little more hesitant about all this. He shows up and he's like, yeah, free food. Let's go. Oh my God. The himbo energy. He's just like having a big old now. smile on his face about all this. That's, he does so not give a shit. He, he's so he does not care. But Laurel's trying to play it up like this is some major humiliation for Allie. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, from from fucking Mike Bennett. Um, who you know the miracle, a miracle, Mike, Mike Bennett, Bennett. Which which Maria Canellis only refers to him as the miracle. Yes. Her husband, the miracle. Her husband, the miracle. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, great line from him on I'm giving thanks. So please, so 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 Maria's is like, let's go around the table and say we're all thankful for. 
Uh, she starts, and you know the crowd's. Booing. She says her husband, and she says yeah. Laurel, and you know everyone but Allie. Everyone um, but Allie at this table. Yeah. Um, um, and then Mike gets the mic, and the crowd's like bigly booing him. So he just goes, "I'm giving thanks, so please shut your mouth." That's a top tier. Great. Line, and I then think. I love. I, I I pointed this out when we watched, and I loved it. Is my is after Maria immediately says Mike first. She opens with the miracle. Yeah. Mike is like. First, I want to give thanks to all this delicious food. One. And I want to give thanks to my boy, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. And then he looks oh, yeah, at his I wife got... and he's like, oh, I'm also yeah, my I, wife. I, I, I got this bitch too. Yeah. Maria Canellis Bennett. Third on the list, he has his priorities straight. Yeah. You know, who, who who needs a wife when you got Tom Brady? That's what all the boys are saying. It's true. Days. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so I also uh, t- today I learned yesterday I learned either way uh, Allie is a vegan. Um, yeah. Uh, which oh is that why she calls herself the bunny now? That makes hmm. sense. But um, uh, but anyway, um, we basically they're they're trying to push Allie over the fucking edge. Here. Yeah, Laurel. What pushes her kind of over the limit here is because Allie tries to Allie tries to get insert her thanks. She's like, I want to thank all the fans here in the impact zone. And Maria's like, shut up. No one wants to listen to you. Yeah. And then Laurel gets the mic and is trying to flirt with Braxton Sutter. <laughs> and she's like, hey, you know what they call me in college? Laurel Van Yes. No. Oh, it's because she's a slut and always says yes whore. you see because you're a whore it's it's honestly funny it for how stupid that that is but anyway that like her trying to flirt with braxton is what pushes Allie over the edge and she says laurel you're just a big fat meanie you're a meanie unironically un- un- her line yeah and then she's like you made me cook all this food and none of it's vegan so i can't have any of it yeah and she's like, I'm not taking this anymore. And, and she goes to grab a pot. Like Maria and Laurel go to yell at her. Yeah. And she grabs a pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Laurel is in between Maria and Allie. Laurel, Allie goes to throw the pie. Laurel ducks out of it and hits Maria. Oh, <laughs> in the face. Yes, baby. Maria loses it. Uh, Maria Mike. Loses it. Mike Mike's, is well, a king well, for this well, segment. Well, well, first I want to point out. Upon seeing this again, maximum himbo energy. Braxton Sutter is just totally soy facing this. He's like, oh, 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 she got hit in the face yeah. with the pie. Yeah, Mike Bennett, ever tactful, tries to eat the pie. Yeah, he like so goes he, like, up. He, he does a little finger scoop and then he just sticks out his tongue. Like he's about to go lick like, his wife's like, face live like, on television. Him on the nose like a fucking dog. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, what? And screams, ow. Um, and now, now that we did that whole recap of the women's segment, we got a whole new women's segment for you. Yeah, back-to-back promos. So, Maria comes out with Laurel, and uh, I th- Sienna's there, too, isn't she? Or was it just Laurel? It was, no, I'm pretty sure it was just Laurel and Maria. Okay, I'm pretty so sure. Maria and Laurel come out. Yes. The crowd is chanting pie face at Maria. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, and, mad. and, okay, so... At the top of this episode, we got like a little video recap uh, that included the pie in the face. Right. Thing. And then and then we got the whole video. And then when Maria and Laurel make their entrance, we cut again to back to the Listen, pie in the we face got thing. to we got to recap so much. Oh shit. my god. But it's the like third or fourth time 
Um, also, I noticed Laurel, I think, is wearing the exact same dress in this as she was in the. Listen, kayfabe. <laughs> these were Does she these are only have one dress. Oh, that's because they filmed this. They probably filmed these episodes back to back. But Maria's wearing something different. I'm pretty. Well, sure. maybe Laurel only brought one dead Laurel. dress to the taping. <laughs> they're like, they're like, ah, Laurel, fuck you. You're not. You're not. Them. You're not getting pie. You're not getting pie. You don't have to wear more than one dress. Oh my god. <laughs> costumes is like ah who cares about this movie? yeah so maria goes it's holiday season and i guess that's true it is christmasy time it is, it is yeah and she is a very charitable person Absolutely. she's given so much to everyone here she's, she's given a role model ah but baker some people oh. don't seem don't seem to appreciate that New people Al, no, she's talking about Allie. Oh. Allie, you get out here, Allie. You, uh, some people, Allie. Allie. Yeah, uh, Allie comes out. Oh my God, this fucking walk she does. She's got like this meek little. Yeah, walk, she's a little like, skitter. Yeah, little skitter. yeah. As she I said, she's like, like very different from anything oh you my know. God, her. I know. her fucking like manically stepping to the ring. She's like waddling. Get these, these like meek little high fives to the crowd. Like, <laughs> um. Uh, commentary for some reason. Uh, uh, Josh Matthews must be uh, big into the Zootopia uh, fan art community because he Oof. he likens her to uh, to Judy Hops. Which oh wait no that's why she's called the Bunny now obviously yeah. Um, uh, but Allie and she's got a grumpy face on. She she looks so grumpy. Mm-hmm. You grumpy uh, girl. So Marie Allie gets in the ring and Maria tries to gaslight us all that we don't love Allie because nobody loves Allie. Oh, you all hate Allie? Fuck this bitch, right? Obviously, correct. Correct, absolutely. And so Allie does apologize for hitting Miss Maria with a pie in the face last week. Yeah. But it's, and, it's just that Laurel made her so mad. Mm-hmm. It was it was something like that, or like I don't know. Basically, they they basically start openly talking about this like Braxton Sutter love yeah. triangle thing. Again, it's a good thing that wrestlers never watch anything back, so Braxton would never see. Yeah, he's never seen. He's never seen any of this. He doesn't have no idea. Weird ass drama about a love triangle with him that he may not even be fully aware of. Now Braxton's not watching any of that. It's fine. Uh, Maria is in is like it's is like is is she's like I know that you weren't trying to hit me uh-huh. with the pie. You yeah. were trying to hit Laurel because you're jealous uh-huh. of her and Braxton. And Allie is like, what? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And Maria then is is like, and I didn't bring this up, but Maria basically at Bound for Glory tries to get out of a match with. Gail is being like, oh, but you know, my uh, hand is hurt. Uh, and oh, Allie ru- interrupts her and is like, oh, but, but Miss Maria, I, I looked at the doctor's note and he said you're perfectly cleared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love Allie. And, I love Allie. And Maria is like horrified and pissed off and she has to fight Gail. So, so now she's like, Allie, I want to know why you lied about my hand being okay. <laughs> I missed that part. Yeah. Oh my god. And Allie's like, "Well, I I believe that honesty is the best policy." Oh my god, this is some like cartoon shit. I love it. And Maria's like, "Well, you want honesty?" And and Maria calls Allie the worst assistant she's ever had. Well, you're fucking fired. Yeah. And Maria 
And Laurel then pipes in and is like, I want to know what is like, she wants to know what Allie thinks about her and Braxton going on a hot date. They're going to be all up in each other, whispering sweet nothings. And then doesn't Maria kind of like be like, ah, she's not worth it. Or something yeah. Like she's, she's like, Allie is a loser. Okay. Okay. She says she's a loser. She doesn't know how to fight. Man, for a hot second, she really emphasized the F in fight, and I thought she was going to use a different F word there Oof. for a second. Listen, um, we're still on cable. So, uh, yeah. She doesn't know how to do anything right. She's not a wrestler. She's just a stupid bitch. And bitch slap. And then Allie slaps the shit oh out of Maria. God. And Laurel just fucking bounces on Absolutely her. tackles the hell out of her. I'm so glad. I'm so glad, Austin. That, that wrestlers will still only ever throw elbows and not punches at their mm. at people during segments that aren't remotely sanctioned matches. Yeah, yeah. You it's know, it's, very, it's, very it's very all they know. It's they, they all they really know how to throw you elbows. You become a wrestler and you completely forget how to use your fists. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You're, you're fully bald fists. Mm-hmm. But if, if they're 99% balled up, you, you, you then remember how to yeah. use them. But yeah. All know. right. Um, and now the time we've all been waiting for, I oh think. Oh, boy. All, all right. right. Is Rosemary has a backstage promo. All right. All right. Go on. I did. This is the one you. I was like, David, I'm I'm, I'm going to. I saw Austin's process in real time. Go off, King. I'm grabbing a twist. Okay. Jade, Gail's chosen one. You want to be the light in our all-consuming darkness? You want to make history? We make history every time we make someone decay. We survive the great war. We thrive in environments. And I did not catch the rest of what she says. Or where we should have blank. I, I couldn't catch. I couldn't. I tried. I couldn't understand her. My TV is not that loud. That's unfortunate. Um, we are nature's cockroach that cannot be destroyed. But you can't, Jade. And tonight... In this cage, with all the world watching us and the hive watching over us, <laughs> we will end your pathetic career and Gail's silly little crusade for a chosen one. Decay, decay, decay. <laughs> Man, I half of this, I I feel I feel you know a little a little bit brain altered. So so Austin and I just came back from a from a great. Part one of, of two of, 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 of Barbenheimer weekend. You know, hell as, yes. As do. Why does half of this all of a sudden sound like dialogue that could have come from Oppenheimer to me? <laughs> like, decay, the world is watching. We, da, 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 we da, make da. history. We make every history. Time we Absolutely. Make so I'm, I'm, I, I am rating this one. I am become death out of 10. <laughs> no, I I adore Ro- everything about Rosemary no, this here. Great. This, I. Austin, I I wonder if I can sense any patterns in the wrestlers. You really attach yourself. I already talked about how I love the spoopy wrestlers. hmm, Does this sound like anyone else I can think of? Uh, The names on the tip of my tongue. Bro, Rosemary would love to follow the buzzards if she wasn't already a cockroach, or or join the House of Black, depending Mm -hmm. on. Because either way, like I, I love how each 
each of the major like western companies gets their own version of this of like that one motherfucker that shows up and cuts some creepy ass promo for a few years yeah has like a three-person group of creepy motherfucker it just decay versus wyatt's versus um how's a black Black, a goaded fantasy booked dream match oh my god can't you imagine yeah, and do it in Monsters Ball. I would love um, that. But Rosemary, for this whole promo, she is like clinging from the cage. Yeah, it's is so sick. It, it was no, it was it was really good. Her delivery is great. Like mm-hmm. that was that was actually top tier shit. I really appreciated it. So yeah, creepy promo is creepy. Um, and now because Impact in 2016 does not know how to pace anything uh remember that whole uh dcc and hardy's promo we got earlier well yeah now it's a match yeah we're doing the match right i so it's the dcc the death crew council i don't think i've ever said what their name is supposed to mean no it's the death crew council the death pool combat club right right that's that you said it right absolutely and the hardy boys uh, yeah. For the tag titles. At least I get to watch Eddie wrestle is what I typed at the beginning of this. And, and then, then the well, right. <laughs> so my first note is, uh, my first note is Eddie Kingston wearing the finest Roman Reigns knockoff gear. Bro, oh my God. Eddie is out here doing his best shield cosplay. You, you think he was in the running. You think he like made it to the final callbacks of shield auditions. And that's where he met like John Moxley and they became BFS. I, that's I'm a gonna, fun idea. I'm going to headcanon that now. Make some, make some, fa- uh, 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 some fanfic about that. Yeah. So this match is, eh. Oh <laughs> it's, boy. It's, it's, I was excited. Because I do love me some Hardy. This was a solid. This was a solid third best match on this show. Very Ooh, firm third best. Very out of four. Um, no, we had four matches. It's very third. It's like maybe it's just because I don't care about any of these people. As like I don't care about this feud. Maybe it's. Grand X Division tag. Oh my god, we forgot about the X Division. Yeah. Okay, there we go. We just talked about X Division. Was a good match. Oh no, the flippity shit just flipped right out of my mind. But anyway, this maybe just because I don't care about this feud, so I don't really care about the emotional catharsis of it all, bro. But it's so boring. I feel like it was squandered too, because like, so the DCC Mm. gave Matt amnesia they did and then like they beat him so bad he got amnesia and then for a while he just faffs around on the hardy combine with amnesia while jeff hardy kind of gets his ass handed to him in the impact he then gets struck by lightning and gets the memory back what why emotionally why like what beat was what what story beat was fulfilled that story beat was uh that story beat was we ran out of get we ran out of jokes for the amnesia bit oh my god oh that's what that's called oh my god because like it could have been interesting Mm -hmm. like you could have built something there like Matt, like he, narratively, you have something. Him, major. him getting his memory back has nothing to do with the DCC. Whatever yeah. the entire reason he lost it. Yeah, exactly. You need to earn that back, and the narrative does not earn it. No, they're just like ah, 
fuck you here here's the memory again it would have it would have been cool i think you could have you could have worked it better if you hold this off for two more weeks because yeah. i already talked about told this to david is in two weeks they're going to have total non-stop deletion which is a episode of impact filmed at the hardy compound and they do yeah. a lot more bits with the hardy stuff specifically because like they're on the compound. They do stuff with King Maxwell and Senior Benjamin and all yeah. that. Like, have the memory pay thing come back during total nonstop deletion oh could have been god. pretty cool. Oh my god. Like that that is a whole episode mm -hmm. right there. But no. <laughs> Fuck you. He just gets struck by lightning. Yeah, that, that we gotta that, get that. we gotta get this title match going. Oh my god. I and it's it. like but like you could, you still could have got like you could have had like his brother Nero, sorry, drag Matt's amnesiac ass back and try to get him to wrestle. Like, it would have been, been cool to have one match with amnesiac it Matt Hardy because goofy. because yeah because his whole shtick was like oh god that's so violent and yeah. scary it, I I do that that doesn't sound it right. It would have been some sports entertainment bullshit, but it would have built to something. Yeah. Um. Like I don't. Know. And like also stupid. like I don't. I don't know if the heart like it's tough because it feels like the Hardys should are it's not it feels like too early to just take the belts off the Hardy boys. They mm. just beat Decay for him. This yeah. is their first feud as champs. Yeah. And quite and uh, to see the future, they're gonna quit impact and go back to WWE at that that 2017's WrestleMania. Oh yeah, that's the big yeah. one where they have the surprise. We're like, in the ladder match, correct. Yeah, yeah. They come back as the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania 34, 33, excuse me. Um, so like their time at Impact is nearing the end. Uh-huh. So you almost kind of want them to have more time with the belt, the belts than this, you but, really do, but you also, the DC look like complete and utter chumps. Yeah. It's, it's all stupid. The way they played this out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worthless a little bit, Um, but mm -hmm. it's fine. Um, Yeah. Matt is out here having the time of his life. Jeff is like, I got you brother. And then poor DCC. <laughs> The match is just so uninteresting in ring as well. Like even ignoring the story beat problems here, it's not fun action. It's yeah. Well, because it's the Hardy's dominant almost the entire they, time. Yeah, they after they do a commercial break and like Bram and Eddie Kingston like are in charge briefly, somehow, yeah. but otherwise it's mostly almost like an extended squash and in many ways. Or Eddie is the one to eat most of it, which is flagrant disrespect of my boy how mm -hmm. fucking dare you um also i do have to point out on commentary josh matthews is out here hawking the uh season's beating sale for the impacts yeah stuff. matt <laughs> Je josh matthews left his fucking ad reads for this show for this oh match. my god yeah so we have him hawking the season's the season's beatings sale uh uh and then two different like network comedy shows who i for pop tv i didn't write them down I fuck you i'm not remember. doing that he uh, well he kind of like faked me out on one of them because he said something about impact fans rejoice i'm like oh it's gonna be like an impact related thing no it's just a another random ass tv show with like i don't know celebrity guest star i don't fucking yeah who know. cares who gives um, a fuck they didn't even advertise like members of the impact roster being on that show it's just a thing yeah. nobody cares about this match. eventually event matt hardy and jeff hardy double team eddie kingston in the end to get the win yeah 
Dude, he cannot. He poor Eddie. Eddie is the jobber of this group because he's the newcomer. Bram and J. Bram and Storm are both former Impact champions. So but, like, Eddie is the fall guy of this group. Established fucking name in Shikara, maybe oh, not here. God damn it, that's so unfortunate. Does he get like more of a? anything in impact yeah okay. he's gonna take over lax and he's gonna run over a kid with a car he's, a, oh, he's yeah. part of the feud that does oh, that yeah, i admit i admit i don't remember if eddie ran over the kid or if conan did but he's gonna take over lax and there's gonna be like a lax versus lax fight because oh Ed, okay can, eddie kingston takes wait, over wait, fucking hernandez lax yeah they that do LAX? they do like Conan has Santana and Ortiz as oh, the shit. new LAX. Oh. And Kingston brings back Homicide and Hernandez as Yo, the OG LAX. And they, they beef that's sick, in, for, for most of 2018. That's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so that, oof. Um, and then uh, we cut backstage and Eli Drake is there and EC3 walks up. Well, not him. quite yet. Oh, not quite yet. Is there is, they give, they do a recap video of Gail giving up the title. She okay. has this long running speech oh, yeah. and talks about Jade. She didn't even get to give up the title yet because before she officially says I'm vacating, yeah. Decay comes out. It's like, we are had enough of this circle jerky bullshit. And commentary is like, what was she going to say as if it wasn't? Yeah, like she comes out in this in the dress and she's like, you know, and she talks about how her long history and she brings out Jade to be like two weeks to retire. Yeah, she two weeks to retirement's it. And she like it's so obvious what she where this was leading. And the next week she officially vacates. Uh, but Decay whoops the ass of De- of Jade and Gay and Gail Kim. They give it. They give Jade a promo video of her like training Muay Thai in the gym, being like, "I'm not afraid of you, Rosemary." And it's like, "Well, you will be, pal. Do Don't you worry Austin, about that." Bitch. Oh, Austin was so in the tank against Jade. Yeah, fuck Jade. Oh, my fuck man her. Not, my man was not feeling the Jade. It was hilarious. It's all about Rosemary, pal. Oh, and then we get the recap of EC3 beating Eli Drake for his voice. And yeah, backstage, Eli Drake is just listening to some music, minding his own goddamn business. And EC3 comes up to him and he's like, hey, what are you listening to? The Sound of Silence? (laughs) Eli Drake starts to talk and and EC3 just goes up. Yeah, because EC3 is like, next week is as my title match. And when I win it, Eli Drake, you can get your title match with me. All you got to do is say the word. What word? He's because he's. He oh. can't talk. Oh, oh. So he's say, like, say, oh, okay. just say the word and you get a title match. Oh, okay. Eli's just is standing there fuming, but he doesn't actually say, I he wonder, doesn't say anything. I wonder if EC3 also like forces Eli Drake not to talk even when they're fully off the air. Like he's just got a permanent jinx on him, you know? Yeah, you can't talk for the whole rest of the, for the next month. You can't talk till, till 2017. Cannot talk at all. Yeah, he can't say a word. The Eli Drake is is being followed back to his his fucking like mm-hmm. house. Yeah, and EC three is like EC three is about to turn heel again. So is he not already? No, he is the baby face of the feud with Eli Eli Drake. Eli Drake is. I, it baffles me when they try to make him a heel because yeah. he's so Eli Eli over. dummy. Yeah, he is, is the tur- is the heel. He is eternally over. It's so it's so funny whenever people try to make him a heel. Um, 
Anyway. Um, uh, the feud I didn't even remember to talk about. The tribunal oh, oh my God. betrayed their coach, Al, Al fucking Snow. Al Snow is here. So Al Snow and Mala, Malabali Shira are facing off with the tribunal. And I don't give a shit, and neither do you. Dude, Al, Snow, Al Snow opens his mouth to cut a promo, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. All I can think of it's is the... most the, generic ass. All I think of is the deadlock bit where they where The Rock makes fun of Al Snow when when he when in the WWF, Mick Foley talks about... Mankind is talking to The Rock about how his partner tonight is going to be Al Snow, and The Rock is like, Al? You want uh, the you want the most? I am the most electrifying man. All sports entertainment is going to tag team with a man named Al. Yep, I remember that. Al. That's all I think about when I see Al Snow's stupid face. Yeah, fuck that Al. Um. So it's at this point that Austin points out to me that the reason I know EC because I swear to God I've heard EC3's name before in like some capacity, mm-hmm. and it's at this point that Austin points out to me. Oh yeah, the reason for that is because this is the motherfucker that founded control your narrative. Yes. Oh, this is, my He God. doesn't go nuts until after his de- next WWE run. Ah, uh, well, that would be enough to send anybody down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I get it. Enough. I um, get it. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so he, yeah, because he gets in the ring, and I make here. a comment to David, he's about to control his narrative. <laughs> yeah, I've said a lot of words in my time in pro wrestling. I'll probably say a lot more. Yeah, specifically in a weird locked soundproof room that protects you from cancellation or whatever the fuck. Or whatever your gimmick is. Whatever the fuck CYN's deal was. It was something like that. Um, so he is like, I, he suffered the biggest defeat of his career bound for glory when he, he lost to Lashley in the main event for the title. But he says that I am your perennial number one contender. And uh, I again reminder that he is kayfabe the cousin, he is the kayfabe nephew of the uh, former owner of the company. So yeah, that's yeah, entitled sure. little rich kid ass. Yeah. Um, but he brings out Eddie Edwards because he wants to talk. And to they're him. buddies, I think. They're both baby faces, so they're like yeah. friendly with each other. Neither of them read as baby faces mm-hmm. to me. They were both giving off. Big heel energy. Really? I have to say, even Eddie Ed- Also, Eddie Edwards looks way different than what I expected of him. Because you described that Eddie Edwards beat Bobby Lashley for this title in, like, what, what was a major upset. Mm-hmm. So, when I was told, oh, beat Bobby Lashley in a surprise major upset... I was imagining, like, Mikey Whipwreck 2.0. Sure. I was not expecting, like, conventionally handsome buff dude. Regular, regular regular indie guy. Regular ass guy. That's honestly my biggest critique of Eddie Edwards in general is he is such a regular ass guy. so normal. He is going to get better. Impact, they're going to run a whole gimmick with him where he becomes, he, like, Act where he has a feud with Sammy Callahan, he becomes like obsessed with like violence and trying to beat Sammy Callahan with his with a cane, and he's gonna get a lot cooler and more interesting oh, as a character. So the Tommy Dreamer, are. he goes tough. Tommy Dreamer is even there to tell him, dude, don't go down this path. Oh and God. Eddie is like, no, They're I'm going down in. this path. I love it. I love them leaning into. This. Yeah, it's great. They acknowledge. Uh, yeah, no. So, the but for now, he is just 
generic as fuck. He's um, just he comes to the ring and says, "Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Wonderful weather we're having." Yeah, so Easy Three just says some rigmarole about how he wants Eddie to bring that fire next week because he because it will take Eddie's like bring that fire next week. It's gonna take someone special to beat me. And Easy Three's like, "Do you got the you got the attitude to keep this title?" Which is a weird thing to say because Eddie has already defended this title like three times. Yeah, like he gives this speech about like there's a difference between winning the title and keeping the title it takes different mindsets and it's like eddie has always successfully defended the belt three times against cody rhodes bobby lashley again and eli drake so i think eddie already kind of knows what it takes to retain to keep the title bro i already understand this by the way what do you think of how the dark mark has been doing recently yeah Eh. So EC3, Eddie, Eddie, you know, Eddie gives EC3 shit about the family name thing. EC3 is like, it doesn't matter, but and nothing matters but the title. And Eddie, EC3 is like, I'm not afraid to stab a friend in the back, to slit a throat, to do what I, to get what I want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, again, totally, totally face, guys. Yeah, very totally baby face me- mentality very to say that. Well, that was the thing. I was like, what the fuck is going on with the alignments here? Who is what and why? Yeah, but EC3 is like, I'll leave you with this. Kill them all and let God sort them out. That's a champion's mentality. Well, that was, that was, uh, that was uh, what uh, anyway I, the uh, fuck ever i gotta go do dude eddie is about to go beat ec3 stupid ass and then do his taxes yes <laughs> eddie eddie will lose the belt back to lashley in january that's how this ends so ec3 can go to hell ec3 can go to hell and die but also eddie edwards too yeah until he, until he goes down the Tommy. and Bay. then we cut they they show both women walking to the ring except it's jade going through the hallway and and rosemary crawling down the stairs yeah, from yeah. the rafter extremely normal like follow shot of jade and then rosemary like is just on all fours crawling down the stairs as creepily as possible that that's a choice she's hella committed to this she's so so very committed um uh we we get another earlier tonight segment for the fucking EC3 and Eddie Edwards promo that, that just, just happened. Oh my god! Commercial break. Why? Uh, okay. So, uh, yes. Uh, main event time. Knockouts championship. Uh, Gail Kim is just chilling at ringside. She's that here a, to give up the belt and, a, and then just here to watch. That is a very good idea, TM, Gail Kim, to just sit there unprotected in a match yeah. with Rosemary. Josh Matthews brings his fucking wife to commentary. I did not notice that. Madison Rain was Oh, is married to Josh Matthews. Correct. Okay, I did notice Madison Rain. Fuck. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Uh, also, I noticed during uh, Jade's entrance, the cute little like song credits for the for the theme songs in the bottom left. Yeah, because okay, so I'm and this is so weird to me because I'm you I'm used to Decay will have their own theme left behind, like an original song written for them to do an entrance for. Okay, but originally they come out to a licensed track, "The Nobodies" by Marilyn Manson. Usually, you go from original songs to licensed tracks not the I, other way around. i wonder i wonder if the change from billy corgan to anthem sports had anything oh, to do with that transition oh, yeah, i wonder if that changed i wonder if that changed the um, the that, math uh, on the economics of that, that. Might explain a lot that yeah but 
but it, the, the, Rosemary comes out to the no, the all of decay comes out to the nobodies by Marilyn Manson. Okay. Right now. And so they have the screen credits down there. So as if legally required to tell you what, <laughs> whose song this is, uh, man, it, look, it feels it, like I said, feels very MTV of them. Anything to make them to, to let them pretend like they're not pop TV. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, so Rosemary makes her end. I was, I was expecting to have more lines to say from the Pope, the other, co- the color commentator of this show. Out, and I was very confused because I had no idea who the fuck that yeah, was. Yeah, uh, he is a, he was a wrestler for a while there in Impact and WWE, mid-card guy. Never got too much success, but I mean, talented enough, dude. And yeah. then he became a commentator for yeah, a few nice. years there. But anyway, the Pope. Says if Rosemary is the future of the knockouts division, because they're really selling this match as like, what will the future of the knockouts yes. division be yeah. represented by? And he's like, this is the future. Rosemary is the future of the knockouts division. It's going to be scary as hell. Thank, thank you, Pope. Thank you, Pope. Very cool. Very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the two women have made their entrances. Uh, talking about scary as hell, bit of a jump scare. Uh, uh, they are, this match is being wrecked by TNA Hall of Famer, Mr. Earl Hebner? Yeah! <laughs> what the fuck is he doing here? Yeah, he, he got at a referee job did with he, TNA after he, he got fired or left the WWE, I don't know. Did he, he, did he at- attain Hall of Fame status did. in TNA before he attained it in the WWE? I don't, is he even in the Hall of Fame in no WWE? Way. No way. I don't pretty, I'm pretty no sure shot. WWE has never or elected a, 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 a referee well, to the, the Hall of Fame. Well, because I swear to God, because I thought I saw something about like next year is going to be the first ever rep in the Hall of Fame, but I'm like, no fucking way, because Earl Hebner exists. No way. No, right? they've never, they've, he's never been inducted. What the fuck? All right, he, just to be clear of the TNA Hall of Fame, Okay. In 2012, it was Sting! Yeah, that makes sense. In 2013, they inducted Kurt Angle. Oh, Call yeah. me Kurt Angle. Yeah, that would also make In sense. In 2015, they injected, they inducted my world! Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yeah. Slap Nuts and Earl Hebner. And Earl. He was the senior referee for TNA from 2006 to 2017. What the fuck? Earl, what are you doing here? He's in AEW now. So. Is he? Yeah. What? No, he's not. That's a fucking lie. In 2019. It's You're just, lying to me right I mean, maybe, now. Maybe, okay. Right? Oh, you know what? He left in 2021. And then he came back to Impact to do a thing for Slammiversary. What the fuck? Last year. officiated for AEW. What the fuck? He did a few select AEW events at the beginning of their time. He officiated a limited number of primarily pay-per-view selected episodes. Went on a one-year officiating hiatus when he returned to Impact. Anyway, 2016, Gail Kim, we've been talking about it. Yeah. 2018, Abyss was inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame. Yeah, probably fair. And 2020 was Ken Shamrock. Oh, boy. Um, bang, uh, damn, him and Al Snow are yeah, here. 2021, us. Awesome Kong. Base, and 2022 really was Raven. Fair enough. And 2014 had Team 3D, a.k.a. the Dudley Boys. Ah, uh, that would also make a lot of sense. Yeah. No Scott Steiner, that's bullshit. Oh my frankly. god! Wait, hold the fuck up. I mean, I know they only do like one person a year, Dudley's, but Dudley's beat Sting and Jarrett to the punch on that. That's fucking no, they funny. beat Jarrett, but that's they Sting came first. Oh. Sting Angle Team 3D Jeff oh, Jarrett. Okay, damn, that would have been really funny if the Dudleys were the fucking bubble ray. Anyway, 
Um, Anywho, back to this though. Uh, also, yes. a cute thing is it Jay when Jay makes her entrance. Josh Matthews says she's no longer a doll in the playhouse, which I thought was cute because she, before her gimmick was "Am Gail's chosen favorite." I do Muay Thai. She was in a stable <laughs> called the Dollhouse. Sure. In Impact. So I was like, sure. hey! I see, they're, I see they're big fans of Joss Whedon programming on TV. Um, yes, that's it. That's it, obviously. <laughs> that's what they were fans. They just love Dollhouse. They just love Dollhouse. You know, good, more power to them. Um, so notably, the match starts, and Rosemary immediately takes this match, this cage match, outside yeah, of the Yeah, so cage, Jeremy, Borash does, Jeremy Borash does the ring entrances, and he's, he's leaving. So the door of the cage is open. Rosemary just tackles Jade to, to, out of the cage. And just beats her up out there for a solid couple of minutes. Yep, she grabs a trash can from under the ring. Yeah. We got bits to do. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and then we get back in the ring, and Jade uh, Jade takes over a lot of this early match with her Muay Thai kicking. Does she? I feel like Rosemary was in control for a decent, like, J- the first I have a ton of notes of Jade just kicking ass. Um, At, Rosemary's dominant first because she, like, got the drop on right. her, like, with the, the trash can. But then back Jade in the ring, all things it. equal, yeah. Jade yeah. is, like, Jade is the striker. Yeah. Uh, I, I, as, I, as she's landing those strikes with Rosemary, I couldn't help but, like, commentary providing the very uh, expert analysis of, uh, with each strike, ooh, ooh. Ooh, Ooh. Damn, I, I didn't know I could do impact commentary. God damn, that's exactly what I do when I'm fucking watching it. Yeah, home. yeah, yeah. Put me on that goddamn mic. Yeah, I, I feel like an underrated element of like Rosemary's ability to uh, keep, like stay relevant when so many of these kinds of acts just fade away into nothingness. And admittedly, part of it is because impact is totally committed to letting her do whatever the fuck she wants. Which, based. but also like. A lot of supernatural gimmicks kind of require a certain kind of protection in the booking, like Bray Wyatt, House of Black, Undertaker. They all are like, we can't beat, we can't give too much. We got to maintain the spoopy aura. Rosemary has never been like that. In ring, she feels, in ring, Rosemary wrestles a lot like a normal wrestler. Like she's not doing gimmicks. She's not no selling everything. Like she's a, she's a dominant wrestler, especially as champ, but she's, you know, she's never been like boringly invincible yeah, as an in-ring wrestler. Like that, because uh, like the the she is like a normal person. Just she's possessed by a demon. Uh, yeah, right. Um, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't hate that. Also, okay, I could be way off base here. Mm-hmm. Help me out here, because you're way more versed in Impact lore and and like people than I am. Is it just me, or does like? Jade still read as like a little green here, because like um, well, because the, the main thing for me is like a lot of her blows seem to be delivered like a little too like soft and slow, like she's pulling her punches because she doesn't know how to like do them without overdoing them. So she instead, a, like I mean screams. a little a little bit like she's pretty early in her career oh. overall here. She I'm looking at her thing now. She debuted in 09. She really just kind of works. I mean, just working the end, like whatever indies you can get for seven years. Like that's still pretty young into it, especially this is, this is her first real time. This impact run starting in 2015 is her first time in like a major company in any way. Yeah. Well, I want to emphasize she's not, Bad. Right, there right. Just things I'm like that. Plus, I don't. Like, plus, I don't really know what her gimmick was on the indies. So, like, being a gimmick of like, look how much I do Muay Thai. 
could yeah. be newer to her and wrestling like okay i gotta do all these kicks yeah gotta do so many kicks because that's like, the gimmick and she's pulling it so she doesn't like hurt her actually hurt that's also that. another problem that comes if like you see it in wrestlers who transition from real combat sports is a lot of them will sometimes pull their punches too much because they're so used to like they they recognize how much they could hurt somebody if they actually they tried. Actually it, yeah. Like it's why I like Ronda Rousey strikes kind of suck a lot yeah. is because she's having to hold herself back and yeah. she and she and it's and it's hard to know how much to hold yourself back when especially coming from like combat sports, the whole gimmick is you don't hold back at all. Yeah, like you're going for as hard as you can do without hurting yourself. And now the gimmick is you got to pull it and make it, but keep it looking real. And that's a hard thing to do. And so that could also be part of it is, okay. is that Jade could still be trying to kind of figure out like how to do these kicks in a way that's not going to actually hurt somebody. Yeah. Okay. That, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, however, I'm going to make you very happy. I immediately get the appeal of Rosemary. Yes. She, yes. Not only is she great on mic, but in ring, she she's fucking, pretty good. She fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Her like, like where I saw Gail kind of, or not Gail, Jade struggling is like Rosemary. Just everything was like was was mm-hmm. on the fucking point. That was she was a showcase to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, um, great like strike proficiency. Um, little nice little bits of acrobatics. She's got a quickness to her. She's got a toughness to her. Uh, I really really liked yeah her. Mm-hmm. Um, I was impressed. Uh, legitimately. Um, so. There, there's that. Yes, brother. I, we, we, we are Rosemary. In fact, Indeed. you and I both. I, I am, in, I am part of the hot of Rosemary's hive. I, you know what? I'll hop on too. It seems like a fun time in there. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. So. Um. Uh. No. While. So Jade remains in control for a while, and mm. then she goes up to the top of the. What game. a mistake! Oh, boy. Howdy. So, so the first time she goes up to the top of the cage, crashes down on Rosemary. She does uh, a top rope crossbody, but she, she is cr- not. Yeah, which was sick. Crazy was sick shit. But she, um, she, she can't take advantage. Yeah, she does. She doesn't take advantage, and Rosemary kind of quickly recovers. Yeah, so I will this, also this also the cool like yeah the the cool supernatural booking where it's like. She has her moments of yeah. like that. She they didn't do the fun. Her. They didn't do the fun spot that Rosemary does. And maybe I haven't watched a ton of her matches from when she's like heel decay manager because she mm. also doesn't have very many. But they didn't do one of my favorite bits she does spots she does where she like lays on her bed. She's like down on her back and she like pushes her body upwards like zombie style. That's fucked. Like as a, it's like really fucking cool. That's horrible. <laughs> oh, I wish I she had it. done that in, with this cross body. It's like the Undertaker sit up, but it's more like, like instead of like, zo- like corpse pose, it's like rising zombie yeah. rise from the grave or something. Um, I will say a funny bit earlier in the match than where we're at here is Rosemary is down is in the corner and Jade is like going to do a running hitter on her in the corner. Mm-hmm. Rosemary gets out of the corner and like teases she's gonna miss her and she makes Jade flinch. Oh that's funny. She faked her out with a miss. Oh I didn't catch that but that yeah rules. holy shit. Oh my god I love that. She man that's how Rosemary kind of got back in control of the match for yeah. a second there is she made Jade flinch. Yeah well, well well part well part of that too is is um so um yeah, so so Jade hits that crossbody. She can't capitalize. Rosemary kicks out. 
And then, yeah, Jade goes to climb the rope uh, or climb the cage a second time. Rosemary's like, all right, I got your number this time. Misses and her actual, And then actually misses her. Um, yeah, so I missed the fake out flinch, but I did I did get the actual miss. Um, uh, Rosemary, so yeah, Rosemary she, hits and, and, the mist of transformation, which... Yeah, they tried the, to sell this gimmick that she's wearing yellow both in her face paint and in her mist because that's this uh, color of change and transformation. So is this going to, like, do anything to Jade's no, gimmick? No, nah, oh. Jade's going to still be like this. Okay. <laughs> Listen, she doesn't, she doesn't... As much as her gimmick is decaying people, she also doesn't do, like... D- mist-based transformations like they Alec. call it the mist of transformation she okay, but sure, then whatever. rosemary hits her finisher which is an f5 Would, I, I, I it wanna, is the f5 and she calls I it the we, red wedding I, oh that's where the red wedding comment came from. yeah she called that's her finisher because i noticed the red that wedding. i commented there topical reference oh it, hell yeah it is sidebar sidebar uh i i was at i was at you know i was, I was working the pool the other day and there was a motherfucker in the pool who was like teaching his girlfriend how to do the f5 uh it was hell oh, yeah it was she gotta learn gotta, she gotta learn how to bump brother she gotta into, into the pool you know very, yeah very uh um i i thought that was funny like he was doing he's grown through the whole sequence and then had her like try it on him it was that's great. amazing very funny we love us some diverticulitis around here hell uh, yeah <laughs> um uh, and then, uh, and then, of course, uh, Rosemary gets the pin. New knockouts champion. Yes. What else? And she taunts Gail from the cage, and you know the creepiest manner she can. Yeah. So she like gets like she like gets in front of the cage with the belt. First, she licks the belt, and then she Very grits on the cage and like gawks at K- Gail Kim. Gail and Kim then, like, I am, very like, I am not happy here. The, my biggest criticism of this match is they kept cutting to Gail Kim sitting there doing nothing. Uh, uh, she did stand up. At oh, you're right. She stood up once. She stood up. That, no, it's very important. Uh, but then they end the show with Josh Matthews going, the age of shadow prevails. The hive wins. As Rosemary is, like, cl- half climbed the cage with the belt. Uh, that, holding yeah. the belt yeah it was awesome that was a great like finishing mm-hmm. like image but yeah i had some th- i had thoughts about what rosemary episode to do you know the episode with ally but i kind of wanted to do like see the pre-babe the heel rosemary as short of a time as she had yeah. as a heel that was kind of her original uh gimmick there uh, her match with Taya Val, her monsters ball match with Taya Valkyrie is probably my favorite Rosemary match. So I thought about that. Something to do with her Sue, her bullshit with Sue Young, <laughs> the undead bride. Oh, okay. Wrote Sue yeah, Young. That whole thing. Yeah, that's when it gets real cartoony, <laughs> supernatural. <laughs> well, to yeah, be honest, well. as I loved it, but that was def. It, for some people, I was like, all right, we've 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 we have jumped the shark on this one. That's fair. But I decided, like, if we were going to do the first episode of Rosemary, it had to be at the time, the one time she wins the title. I do appreciate that. It was cool to see. Mm-hmm. The rest of this episode was like, eh, it was fine. It was fine. It had its moments. Uh, the, that, uh, the, 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 the feuds I cared about, I had fun with. The yeah. feuds I don't, I don't. Yeah, but, like, that, 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 that main event was worth the price of admission alone. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, I, I... I that 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 overall was sick. Great match between the two of them. I thought the X Division stuff was like fun too. I do love my yeah. flippity do spot fest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But like that match specifically, again, I I get it. I yep. really do. Rosemary's sick. I can't deny. I wasn't like skeptical of that fact going in, but it very felt very like proven by watching. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yep, sick stuff, man. Right. So that that's our time here in TNA. Hell yeah. We are back. Well, I'm sure we'll be back again some other time. As we just keep watching random TNA episodes. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only way we're engaging with TNA on here. We fuck. should do a storyline. We should do a storyline. Nah, the only random TNA episodes. That's how we do. There's a few that I would like to do, but that's for another time. Indeed. Uh, indeed for indeed. next time, oh. we are back in 2014. Oh, it is time. We are so close to WrestleMania. Point to the yes, Point boy. To the yes. As we are on the one of the last Raws before Mania. Uh, but Daniel Bryan has gotten his match at Mania. Yes. It has been and the stipulation. And the stipulation. He gets he the yes movement worked. The the Occupy Raw movement worked. Occupy Raw, baby. Daniel Bryan will face Triple H at Mania. And if he wins, he's in the main event for the title. Oh shit. Oh my. He can Daniel Bryan beat all of evolution in nah, one night. Nah, fuck you. I guess we'll see as they're... Oh, shit, that is all of Evolution, isn't it? It's everyone but oh, Flair, who's oh, not a wrestler in, his, in 2014 anymore. Fuck. Yeah, it's... I didn't think know, of that, but that's... Triple H, Orton, Batista, Flair was Evolution. Shit, shit. So, I didn't even know Flair was associated with that. Uh, yeah, he, he was more a manager by that point. I mean, he won the tag belts with Batista just because, but, you know, he was more manager than wrestler by the time sorry, Evolution sorry. happened. That's right. Um, anyway, yeah. that's cool shit. It's for next time. Uh, until then, David, hit the plugs. Yes, sir. Dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted to have you here. Uh, if um, First of all, returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you so much for, once again, welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever it is you use to consume our content. We hope you've, you know, as always, had a great time. Uh, new people, hey. Hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, either way, we hope you've had a great time here. We hope things feel nice and welcoming and accessible to you here. We hope you want to keep coming back and having a great time with us week after week after week. And I'm going to tell you exactly how you can do that. First and foremost, my friends, uh, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, make sure it turns some nice little solid colors so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Um, give us that sweet, sweet engagement if you'd be so kind. Um, check out all of our playlists. Austin has been kind enough to organize all of the arcs that we follow into their own separate playlists so you can follow something all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot. It's great. Um, uh, uh, if you're a fan, of course, oh, oh, oh and, and, you know, naturally, too, you get to see our beautiful faces and the fact that, you know, we're in the same high. Just this uh, once, okay, we're in the same one, room. What, what, the once of three times. It's going to go, we get, we get our one a year. Often. That's true. It's a very special occasion. Uh, no, so you can see proof of that uh, if you, if you mm. watch on YouTube, of course. Um, but of course, if you're a fan of the audio only experience, um, we have you covered there as well. You can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast, which of course are Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, come check us out there. Listen to our show. Download our show. Uh, if you'd be so kind, maybe leave us a nice little five-star rating and review that says, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Maybe more people should be listening to them. I don't know. I'm just saying off the top of my head. Uh, News and Knockouts Podcast on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Check us out there for all your audio podcast needs. Of course, we exist 
outside of this void that we find ourselves in week after week we have surprisingly lives outside of it uh identities outside of it you can you can find our social media presence out in the ether as well of course uh the the force and foremost of that is our twitter you can find us on twitter at noobs and knox pod that's at noobs the letter n knox pod on twitter come check us out there we do the whole twitter thing memes discourse yeah, whatever the fuck else. Uh, we put up uh, a post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys always know what the hell's going on. The highlight of our Twitter, of course, is weekly wrestling, live tweeting, uh, kind of a nice little split responsibility between Austin and me. Um, first and foremost, uh, every Wednesday night, or at least most Wednesday nights, at 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS, we are watching, of course, AEW Dynamite and tweeting all about that shit. Um, uh, on top of that, when we get the chance, uh, when I get the chance, because uh, I, I am a, uh, an AEW purist around here, my household is an AEW household pal. Um, uh, on Friday nights, when we get the chance, uh, when Austin and I are not, uh, you know, playing GM mode, uh, hey, are, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, base women's only division. Um, uh, David so, cheating me out of a win in season uh, one. That's what he fucking did. Uh, sounds like some loser talk, buddy. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> on Friday night, uh, sometimes uh, we are watching on TNT AEW Rampage. It is the show that y'all been waiting on at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then on Saturday nights, when we get the chance, not tonight, we have obligations tonight. Uh, 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 when when I get the chance uh, on, uh, on TNT as well, at 8 p.m. Eastern, we are watching AEW Collision because Saturday night is all right for fighting. So I like to to talk to, to talk to the Twitter sphere all about that stuff. Come interact with me. It's a great time. It's lonely. Please, I just need some friendship. Um, uh, on top of that, Austin, being the knockout that he is, is very diligent about following the entire North American wrestling scene, the three major companies, anyway, uh, telling you guys all about what the hell's going on there and sometimes even tweeting about it. So for a whole host of reasons... Uh, we, we like to keep you guys updated. My friend, what is on the docket coming up? It's me. Hi. It's my turn. It's me. <laughs> uh, are you the problem? Uh, usually. Oh, uh, oh, of course, it's also Marina Shafir, actually, is usually oh. the problem. Oh, uh, th this, this is true. Many people are saying that. All right. Many so, upcoming, let's start with the WW and also E. Mm. Um, no way. The World Wrestling Entertainment. Is there is there a third W in there? There used to be. Oh, shit. That's kind of fucking wild. Yeah. Kind of fucked up, man. But so for upcoming in a couple of weeks on August 5th in Detroit, Michigan. What? Is SummerSlam. Oh, and so there's a few there's a few matches on that card already. We're gonna have to talk more about matches next time because I just checked and SummerSlam is not next weekend. It is two so weekends. Two is, weeks. They, they are indeed slamming in the summer. Yeah, so if you want to watch WWE on a regular basis, so you got Raw. Why? On, uh, well, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was me with me. Yes, it was. So <laughs> on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern on USA Network is Monday Night Raw, and Fridays on Fox at, at 8 p.m. is SmackDown. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And then SummerSlam, you can watch that on Peacock, WWE's. Uh, streaming service uh, partner person where they where they partner. license yeah. they or they license the content. Yes, uh, that's available a live good, a, a on, good the, on the play. So then for Impact Wrestling, <laughs> we've already talked about how you can watch them. You can check out Access TV or uh, YouTube. 
or YouTube with a $1 subscription Ooh, to the YouTube channel. It's real, it's real affordable. Yes, it is. But it, Thursdays at 8 or Thursdays at 8.30 on YouTube. Uh, upcoming for them, they got two big shows coming up here. On August 20th is Multiverse United 2, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Oh, it's wow. There, That's it's Impact's cross-promotion show with New Japan Pro and Wrestling. also with Ernest Hemingway? That's just the tagline, oh, oh. but it's it's impact and it's New Japan. Ah, damn! And also Ernest Hemingway. He's Hiroshi Tanahashi has confirmed he will be there, and he's going to fight Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, that's uh, right. He's about yeah. the only right. You know, I bet he, he, that that match should be pretty safe uh, yeah, for yeah, him. They're going to have a poetry slam, actually. It's yeah. probably <laughs> for the best. For the best, you know. Uh, most fascinating thing about this is this show will be taking place at. 2300 arena the world's most famous bingo hall because it is the whole it was the home of ecw oh shit that's where most ecw shows happen is that, the 2300 like that, that like fucking ballroom that yeah like, the 2300 arena that's that's what that is well there's oh. the hammerstein ballroom oh, which is hammerstein that's that's where they did a lot of big shows and that's the that that's imagery right but the 2300 Arena is where, like, all their shows were when, like, when we did ECW oh, shows on the shit. podcast. That's, that's where they, yeah, no that's where, yeah, that's where they did that. that uh, and then on August 27th, Impact Plus, we talked a lot about that in the front half about how you could watch the 2016 Impacts. Mm. Is Impact Plus, they have a lot of exclusive monthly shows kind of the equivalent of b-level pay-per-views in the wwe and that show on august 27th will be emergence but also on august 27th is in the aew land uh they're having a little show you you know called all in uh they're 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 it's happening at wembley stadium you might have heard of that some jabroni like some bingo hall known as wimblow wimbley stadium yeah how can we watch that show we don't know yet no fucking clue a little bit as good as mine little late on the little late getting to this aren't we uh and then after and then next the next weekend in chicago because of course it's in fucking chicago Chicago. it's all out live on pay-per-view all it's all out of everywhere in the u.s but chicago yeah that's true i didn't realize luchasaurus and darby is going is lasting to all out okay fuck yeah brother all right so that is what is upcoming on the docket Hell for yeah. The big no, wrestling company. We, we just love to tell all y'all about that again, especially for the noobs in the audience who might be, you know, re- wrestle curious, if you will. Uh, uh, you know, just keep you guys updated, especially about the pay per views. Um, those are great jumping on points for a first time watcher. Um, you know, you're bound to get some really good matches on that show. Um, and, you know, a lot of storylines are wrapping up, new storylines are starting up. Uh, a lot of good stuff to be found there. And, you know, so we just like to keep you guys informed again. Create a nice, accessible environment to everybody involved. So be sure to check all of that out. And check all of us out on the Twitter as well. You know, if you, for some reason, listening to enjoy enjoy listening to Jesus, Austin and I ramble uh, about wrestling for multiple hours on end every week, you'll like it over on the Twitter. It's basically the same shit, just in tweet form. 
Um, so be sure to check all that out at Noobs and Knox Pod on Twitter. If you want to get in more long-form contact with us, because, you know, Twitter's got that whole character limit doodad, um, you can email us at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word, and this time, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Uh, come say hi to us there. Tell us what you think about the show. Request things you want to see us cover on the show. Uh, just tell us our hot takes are based in red-pilled or stupid and blue-pilled, whatever the fuck. Start discourse. Say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. Of course, finally, you can also find us on Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. This is true. $1 a month, just a single little bone, gets you early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode. Shout-out, of course, to friend of the show, our boy, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for all of his support. Enjoy your perks, buddy. We know you do. If you want to enjoy your perks along with our boy, Kyle, you can donate just a single little dollar due to us on the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon and get all that nice shit. The link for that is in our Twitter bio. See y'all next time. Hasta luego.